Welcome back to another episode of Suds and Cinema. My name's Kyle. I'm Jacob. I'm Josh. This is episode number 82, and this week we are reviewing Kate, the Netflix original that was released. Shit, I don't know. Like two two weeks weeks ago. ago. (laughs) But uh, there has been nothing else out. Well, nothing accessible to us, I should say. Because the card counter did come out. Definitely want to see that at some point. Uh, But yeah, it's just been tough to find some movies lately, so... Well, it's the calm before the storm. Mm -hmm. You could definitely say that. We are getting close to October. Halloween falls. Halloween kills. (laughs) What? Kills. (laughs) Yeah, Halloween kills. Uh, No, yeah. If you're following any any movie pages, everybody is hype as shit for October. And for good reason. Why? Tons of bangers. Detail. Bangers only, baby. Adam's Family 2. VHS 94. Antoine hey, Fuqua's new movie. I'm excited for VHS this week, actually. Lazoo. I mean, does it get any better than that? We're talking Lazoo. Top of the Lazoo. Top. <laughs> creme de la creme. A mouthful of air. The Magnus Opus. For of the mouth movies. breathers out there. Hello. <laughs> Made just for you. <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, uh, everybody knows October is going to be full of bangers, and we are very excited. So, lock the fuck in. We're just uh, killing time until then. So what's new with you guys? Anything? How was your trip? My trip to Miami was amazing. Miami. I've never been. First time there. To Miami. Did a lot of firsts and uh, had a blast. Saw Michigan State the trample yeah. trample the U, the Canes. U down. Yep. It was pretty sick being a... Uh, being at their home stadium and all these guys, you know, oh, welcome to the ACC. Can't, can't do that. Can't ACC's do that. garbage this year, if you yeah. haven't noticed. <laughs> Clemson, their, their number one is two and two at the bottom of the polls. Yep. They're saving grace. Florida State's 0-4. So Miami yeah, I felt, sucks. <clears throat> felt pretty good to beat them at their, uh, their home. Who the home fuck turf? ever... Th- like, who in their right minds like watch out for the ACC in football? <laughs> like they're like the yeah, joke behind above Pac-12. I think Pac-12 is even better now. Yeah, I did think it was kind of. I mean, they have they do have solid teams, you know, some years. But like, yeah, this <laughs> year in particular, the Big Ten is like holy shit. <laughs> like we have five in the top twenty. You're saying welcome to the ACC. It's like well, welcome to the Big Ten, buddy. Yeah, we we beat your ass in your fucking field. So yeah, that was great. Had a lot of good food. Uh, went to my first strip club ever. Oh, that really? Was, lit. <laughs> was it? Because the first one I went to <laughs> was awful. And now uh, it's, yeah. a, it's an arcade. So, so that Ruby shows Slipper. you. Yeah, the Ruby's kind of feel spoiled because my first one, people might know it's pretty uh, infamous, actually. It's, it's called Club 11. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. No. But it was featured on, I think it was on Jersey Shore at one point really? when they went to Miami. But it is well known like in the area. You didn't go to Yellow? I never or, heard of Yellow. That's the club that it's named a, that the song is named after. Oh, really? Yeah. Is it in Miami? Yeah, I think so. Mm. No. I thought Atlanta we only went was to that for the we strip clubs. Huh? Is yeah, we our hotel was right across from one, but it, the that one had like shitty reviews. But even a strip club in Miami with shitty reviews is probably much better than anything like, especially in South Central Michigan. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, no, that was fun. Um, yeah, I went to the beach one day. Great uh, little mini vacation. Nice. And did not do my taxes. As I think I had, you rarely do. 
two nights in a row of blacking out, four really? nights in a row of oh my god, like <laughs> belligerent drunkness, and um, yeah, one on like one of the second to last day or something like that, I started developing these hiccups, right? And these hiccups would last all day. I'm like, why? I've never had hiccups this bad before. And I looked it up and said, what can a cause of hiccups be? And said, alcoholism. It's like liver failure. Yeah, it was like <laughs> alcoholism. I'm like, I finally made it. But now I made it. <laughs> and then he stopped drinking for a day and had seizures. No, I just uh, drank water upside down and it cured him. It's the only thing that could cure him. I you tried drank the water, water upside down or were you upside water. down drinking I, the water? No, I drank water upside down. So I tried chugging water. I tried doing drink water a spoonful of. I know. How do you drink water right side up? Sure. With a straw, he without a straw. His head, like everybody. <laughs> anyway, cured makeups. But yeah, I thought that was funny. That was like having a symptom of alcoholism. Yeah, eventually the hair of the dog the stops working. Yeah. <laughs> what? Get the shakes. Oh, yeah. Every morning I just have a little, little, uh, hair of the dog. Fucking screwdriver. Yeah. Take the, get the shirt of the shakes. No Pedialyte on deck. <laughs> uh, that won't, no, that won't help the shakes originally. Yeah. No, but no, it might help a little. Well, bit. yeah, but. So yeah, that was last weekend. Club Eleven is actually more G's. He just had his release party. Mm. Yeah, they actually have quite a bit of artists like yeah. really? play there. Yeah, pretty big so, artists. Just FYI, <laughs> just to show the. <laughs> oh, and it was, and coincidentally, it was um, Pride Weekend there too. Oh, re- did you see a lot of dong? Pr- wait, no, Pride no, like Weekend. Oh. Yeah. Miami Pride past like Miami Pride. Pride. Yeah, but it's Mine. I think it changes huh. or every city is Canada, like different. You see a lot of dong. You see a lot of dong. Cuz like in in yeah, like in here it's during the summer, right? Cuz we're north, but like down there they It's just Pride know. all the time. <laughs> well, I think it's like this yeah, city's <laughs> Pride is different. But anyway, yeah. They had like a huge festival. They had two s- separate stages playing like EDM all the time on the beach, like Pride things are always great though. Oh yeah. Yeah. Lit. It's always yeah. So yeah, yeah, just like just the diversity of the city and then add pride into that. And then you had just a mix of like Atmosphere. everybody there for, yeah. uh, for the game and stuff. Like you would see, we met like a ton of people from Michigan just randomly. Yeah. But the atmosphere <laughs> was good. Yeah. It was fun. Definitely would recommend. Sweet. So another movie guys, nothing exciting. Can't top that. No, I'm just <laughs> excited about giving all these boosters. Now I'm getting yelled at by yeah. people who want their booster and by the anti-vaxxers. Like, I get both. <laughs> They're like, I need my booster. You just got it, like, <laughs> a month ago. You don't need a booster yet. If my friends came in and got theirs. Okay, they probably lied. I don't know. Like, you don't need it. I need it. We don't need it. No. Shout out Team Moderna. Team Moderna. No, not recommended third booster unless you're immunocompromised. Which is not asthma or COPD, so please fucking stay away. You're not immunocompromised. Well, give me my booster. Yeah. Now. <laughs> that having asthma doesn't make you immunocompromised. Just so you know. Need more of that. I need more of those chills. Just more likely to die. <laughs> not more likely to get it though. Key, key difference. Yep. Noted. That's it. And, you know, the children and one might be coming soon, and too. Next, and next week on Pharmacy's Corner, you will... Get vaccinated. <laughs> so about. if you stupid people would have got vaccinated by now, COVID would already be gone. I mean, you're not stupid. You're misinformed. I assume everybody yeah. listening to this has been vaccinated, though. 
<laughs> Probably. <laughs> if not. If they're still listening. And if don't not, go to quit my listening. Right aid, <laughs> I'm just anyway, kidding. <laughs> with how much we've harped on it, yeah, they would have given up by now. Yeah. The microchip doesn't hurt that bad. The f- my 5G has never been better. You never run out of a flashlight with the microchip. I have a direct line to Bill Gates. You know, mm-hmm. it's been great. I see all benefits and no downsides. I never yeah. lose my keys because they're stuck in my arm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you just <laughs> stick them to your arm. <laughs> never lose them. <laughs> yep. All right. So let's get into this uh, beer. This was my pick. And I've had this for a decent amount of time. It's, it's definitely... Uh, Cellar um, aged, cellar conditioned. No, <laughs> it's not that old. I don't know when the uh, when the recommended date would be, but I'll find it. This is from uh, how was this? How do you say? Ami. Omni gang. Ami. Om gang. Om gang. Probably gang. gang. Some Belgian word. Gang. <laughs> Brewery. Gang. From uh, Cooperstown, New York. It's probably like gang. <laughs> and um, I picked this up in, it was actually when I was in Indiana and they, uh, the liquor store that I go to sometimes there, if it's a very highly rated beer, they'll put like, they'll advertise it on like next to the price. It'll be like whatever, 97 out of a hundred on rate beer. I think this was like 98 out of a hundred on rate beer and it was a, a Belgian quad. So I had to had pick to get this it. up. Kyle's newfound love. <laughs> newfound. No, I've, I, I've always Increasingly loved Belgians, fun, but fun. yeah, I'm getting more, I think particular with which ones i enjoy i used to like just any belgian now it's like you know gotta be gotta be well good right one. now we have the set the bar is set with uh that one from unibrew oh yeah that one was amazing yeah that one was good but this is uh this is a like i said a belgian quad uh so it's actually a blend according to the bottle a blend of quadruple ale and belgian creek ale with cherries Yum. So sounds delicious, Joshua. <laughs> yes. What's Please a explain what is a creek ale? Creek is K R I E K. So it's literally added fruit to a beer. So it's a Belgian quad like ale and a Belgian and fruit, fruit ale with cherries. Yep. Usually, I think creek actually might need to have cherry. I don't know. Can't remember, but it definitely is fruit related. So this is coming in at nine point seven percent. Not surprising, because uh, it's a quad. Yeah, and they even give you a recommended um, serving temperature. It says serve at fifty degrees Fahrenheit. As with most high ABV beers, it's recommended to drink them a little bit warmer. Yep. Um, bottled eleven nineteen twenty. It's best served by eleven nineteen twenty one. We are in that window. right there. Love Look it. at that. And Creek is the Flemish word for cherry. There you go. See, I knew it must Cheerio. have been Flemish because I'm like, that's not French, so it's probably Flemish. And I knew it, it could have been German, I guess. But and they're brewed with the, all the fruit pits and all. It says, so hmm. it's the whole fruit. So are we gonna get a little surprises in there? So we're gonna <laughs> die from arsenic. <laughs> Jake, if, if anyone's gonna get the surprise, it's gonna be you. No, that that would all spun out during. Let me see if the there's whirlpool. a. Um, there is, is a huge one. one. Yeah. Okay. It's uh, rich and complex. This tour de force is a glorious blend of elegant Belgian style quadruple ale and authentic Belgian creek. Or is it creek? I think it's crick. But crick. Crick. It's multi depth and gentle sweetness enhanced by sparkling carbonation and a serendipitous touch of cherry. No, creek. 
pouring a mysterious chestnut brown. Mysterious chestnut brown. <laughs> I did look at a picture before, and it is very mysterious? dark. It's, I mean, it's just a dark Like brown. mysteriously? Yeah. Uh, well, quite, because it's got mysterious. a little bit of red hue to it. Three Philosophers is the perfect beer for leisurely sipping and quiet contemplation. The meaning of life? Even if you don't quite get there, this beer is sure to sweeten the journey. Where's the inflection? Should have saved this for the uh, Tarkovsky premium. I know. I was thinking <laughs> the same thing. The meaning of life. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know if we're going to discuss the meaning of life in our review of Kate, but... Maybe. I mean... I have to talk about uh, Cry Macho. Oh, yeah, you do. Can't wait to hear this. <laughs> Could come up for that discussion. Um, he right. questioned his existence <laughs> while watching that movie. Yeah, I questioned my meaning his of life. His purpose, like, what I led him to this I was on a plane, I said, should I continue watching this or jump out the emergency exit? <laughs> Both take no, everyone down with them. <laughs> with no parachute. One, at least you keep yeah. living. Because they shouldn't <laughs> exist in a world where this movie exists either. Uh, the untapped also has the IBUs listed, which I mentioned real quick, is 19, so quite low, but uh, that's not that's not What a random like, rating for IBUs, because it's <laughs> subjective, right? Uh, yes. Uh, it's not scientific. So. No. So it's just like, mm, there is a s- 19. It's like, why didn't you pick 18? Well, you know. Like I said, there's a way to calculate if you enter all the alpha acids per hop, mm. and there is an actual... F- formula but whether it means anything or not no yeah because like i said it's it's you have bitterness you can't tell a difference between like a 30 and a you probably want to be able to tell up to 40 almost yeah like i said like what we said before it's bitterness versus perceived bitterness so like coffee is just as bitter (coughs) but then you add you add milk sugar then it it's just as bitter but but it it doesn't doesn't taste taste as bitter which mm. IBUs would be that the constant, and that's why like an oatmeal or like an imperial stout or a Russian imperial in particular are usually high in I- IBUs, but they don't taste better because usually have their barrel age, so it f- you know smooths it out. They have a lot of malt, which would be your sugar or your your um, cream. Uh, so two more things, real quick. Uh, One hundred fifty-five thousand ratings at three point nine five. So expecting good things. And uh, the brewery Amgang, Am- Amgang is a regional brewery. It says it's a, a subsidiary of Duvel Mortgat. Oh, they're from Belgium. So there you go. Yeah, imagine that. So we're getting, you know, even though it's from New York, some decently authentic Belgian beer. Yeah, here. I think they just, they import it sometimes. <laughs> hmm. Either way. So... Uh, crack open these. Got to do the uh, cap open. I'm ex- I'm a, I'm interested as to why it said sparkling carbonation. We're actually gonna pour these today too. So, so look at this mysterious <laughs> chestnut brown. <laughs> I need to see the mysterious <laughs> chestnut. Nice cherry it makes nose. It so mysterious. It? Yeah. I was trying to throw it away from your oh. mic. Oh. I poured that slow in like on the side and it's still look at that head. Wow. That's pretty mysterious. Very mysterious. Well, we like some good head on the show. Definitely well, a fan of head. It's actually better to have mm-hmm. to pour it pretty hard because most of the time when they bottle it, they bottle it 
to last, so they overcarb it slightly. So when you drink it, it ends up doing this in your stomach rather than in the glass. And then that is usually why people yeah. feel bloated. It smells good. So I tap beers a little bit easier to drink than a bunch of cans because they're usually overcarbed. Hmm. Very. Ooh, I don't know. Actually, <laughs> not a that aftertaste is pretty not good. Harsh or yeah, what? very. It tastes like cherry skins. I don't know. It's yeah, good. it's very tannic. I like it. <laughs> tannic. Yeah. So tannins are. I thought tannins just is that dry feeling in your mouth, though. Yeah, that's what this does <laughs> to me. My tongue is dry as a bone. Tannic is like licking a uh, like a banana peel, or that when you eat a bunch of grapes, your mouth feels like dry. That's tannins. Drinking the milk of a dandelion. <laughs> I don't know about this beer. <laughs> I enjoy this quite a bit. You never done that. Drink the Anybody? milk. No. <laughs> I don't even know what that means to be honest. I thought it was a metaphor. <laughs> <laughs> a dick metaphor. <laughs> What? Metaphor for what? I don't know. I was just <laughs> laughing along with it because it sounded <laughs> no, I was, so that was metaphorical. Literal. <laughs> that was literal. <laughs> yeah, you can... There's something something survival in dandelions. You, no, but you I've can tried definitely it. eat dandelions. Yeah, you pick the stem yeah. and there's like liquid that comes out the bottom. Are, yeah, I, but the liquid that comes out the stem. No, I, I haven't not, done that. But I, I have drank it's a very, dandelion cum. It's, it's very tannic, I have as you would say. eaten... Danny lines before, but never slurped never. out the milk. Never uh, <laughs> juiced them. <laughs> you suck the milk first, and then you, and then you I eat the head. It. No, I didn't eat it raw. You, gra- you use two hands. I and do just this raw dog that milk. <laughs> two hands, and you kind of do this twisting motion, and it kind of milks <laughs> it very well. Just not too hard. Not too hard. And if you if you feel so uh, so inclined, just throw a little spit in there, right on your palm. It breaks down it, the, the sugar. The stomach acid yeah. helps break down the milk. The enzymes in your spit yeah, breaks yeah. down, makes it sweeter. It helps with it will release the tannin, so it's not as tannic yeah. when you suck it's out. It's okay the milk. if it gets on your face a little bit. It's good for the skin. I've heard. Yeah. This is good. It has like kind of. It has an alcoholic like burn. It's ten percent. Yeah, but I feel it like in my throat. Very effervescent though. You taste those bubbles like they're big. I definitely get cherry in this because it doesn't. This drinks like a pop. You know, like I always say Mm -hmm. you get those like estuary banana, but this does. I feel like the cherry takes over that. Yeah. 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 It doesn't have that classic Belgian taste. I think this is pretty disgusting, to be honest. But it's good. I like it. It's not it's not as good as. No, it didn't hit that bar. Because. I like Belgians because for that reason, for that taste. Mm-hmm. So, but I'm, you know, this is probably the first time I've ever had a Belgian Creek ale. So there's that, or well, it's a blend. I get what you're talking about. It's almost metallic-y. Very. Yeah. And it's not good. I'm not. I don't hate it, but I get what you're talking about. Get like a little mm-hmm. metallic-y, like you just bled in your mouth a little bit, and you get that like iron taste. <laughs> Mm-hmm. 
but um, I don't. Yeah, I wouldn't say that. I dislike it for sure. No, it's not going to be up there, but one point five. Whoa! Oh, I had a one point five beer. Have uh, you had Arbor Brewing's yes. Summer IPA? I've had Arbor Brewing's a lot of things, and they're all but. Oh my God! One of the worst beers What's I've it had called? in a remember? long time. Uh, just go to my history. It's like the fourth or fifth beer down. Wow, that beer is bad. Um, before we get completely off topic of beer, I wanted to highlight a brewery that I visited in Miami. I was going to say, it's not the fifth one down. <laughs> I'm way down here. No, I just had it, dude. Third Tilted Earth IPA series, summer IPA. It's, oh. it's literally the second beer. Uh, dude, Tilted Earth is their standard. That's why I kept scrolling by it. Yeah, but it's the summer yeah, version. Yeah, I didn't whatever. even look. at. I just saw Tilted Earth. Well, okay, that's what I meant. <laughs> that beer is garbage. I cannot believe it's at a 3.6. Okay, I didn't have their summer, but I've had Tilted Earth. and Yeah, it's bad. Not very good, no. Uh, okay, anyway, there was one. I went to um, a couple. I only went to a couple breweries in Miami. Um, one of the ones I wanted to go to was closed. It was on Monday, but I went to a bottle shop, which was awesome. Oh, also visited Little Havana. That was awesome. Havana. I did say that. I saw Ooh, nah, nah. So before I get to the beer, in Little Havana, I went to El Pub. And the it was poop? the filming location of a uh, couple TV shows and uh, War Dogs, a scene in War Dogs. Really? So I was on at the same counter. I actually think I sat in the same seat as uh, Jonah Hill. We cool. tried to recreate the scene. Nice. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, I kind of like War Dogs. I think it's underrated. I've never seen it. Anyway, <laughs> um, back to the beer. Went to a uh, very good brewery called Jay Wakefield Brewing. Um, they have the like one of the highest rated um, sour ales. Like, or on it was on Right Beer and what's the other one? Something Untapped. not Untapped. <laughs> no, it's really high. I know where you're advocate. Yeah, that's beer it. advocate. Beer yes, advocate. yeah. But I got to try a couple different things from them, and all all their beer was super good. So Monkey I just want to shout out eight point nine on beer advocate. Who? Monkey Mouth. Jay Wakefield. Let's see if I can find the one. Both Miami the Madness was the uh, sour. Four point four six on Untapped. That's insane. Florida's Damn. got great fucking beer. Yeah. Angry uh, Chair. What is that? Cigar Angry City? Chair. No, it's oh, not so Cigar good. City. Cigar City. Yeah. Is that's not Miami? No, that's Tampa. That's just Tampa. So is, so is Florida. Um, Angry yeah. Chair. But Florida's got some great breweries. They do. Jay it's Wakefield was, was it's awesome. Like and then places I feel like that have better breweries. Uh, yeah, but it's it's pretty much nationwide now. Like, yeah. I mean, every big city is going to have good breweries. Uh, but then I went to Wynwood also, which is the official craft beer of uh, the Miami Heat. Not as good as Jay Wakefield, but... The official sense. craft beer of the Miami Heat? Yeah, basically they just serve their beer at the stadium. <laughs> which means, which is, is Atwater's at at Detroit. Detroit. Yeah, that's a trash brewery. <laughs> Out of, they could have like Bells, yeah, but Founders. Atwater's in yeah, Detroit. Yeah, I know. There's better. It's the biggest one in Detroit. Honestly, though. Detroit's kind of weak. Yeah, Detroit area is good. Founders should k- take over because they moved to Detroit. It's like, I mean, yeah, it started in Grand Rapids, but it's in Detroit. Hello. Yeah, just have much better beer. Up there. <laughs> God, I bet sales. I bet crap beer sales would shoot through, like for stadium, all stadium events in Detroit, if they serve founders. They sell bells. Bells get too hard in every stadium. Yeah, and it's yeah, and that's what I always. That's why I always get. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, because I'm not thirteen bucks, but whatever. Yeah, I'm not buying that 
ten dollar Bud Light. So well, that, that Penny Water, that's fucking Atwater Bud. Pills beer. Sorry, <clears throat> I still think this tastes BJ like an Atwater P beer. Is actually, not that bad. Yeah, if you like this, tastes like an Atwater beer. You're fucking high. <laughs> if you like half and half stout and water, yeah. BJ it is the good. thinnest like stout ever, though. But it's not bad. It's definitely their best beer. Um, Dirty Blonde. Yeah, I think Dirty Blonde is pretty good. It's a good. blonde, so yeah. But what if we're technicality? It's better. It's a better blonde than VJP as a porter. Okay, fair point. <laughs> fair point. They have a blueberry pancake stout or something. You're really fucking good. my friend's average on this beer. <laughs> Fuck this beer. <laughs> yeah, but uh, the you, Saga you, Tuck. You guys wanted me to rate so bad, and that's what you get. Hey, no. Saga <laughs> Tuck is way better. I'm just kidding. I'm just saying. Their blueberry maple stout. Yeah. Yum. Very good. It tastes literally like syrup. It's no better. It's <laughs> not better than Blizzard pancakes. of Kaz. No. Yeah. Blueberry. But Imperial. Yummy. All right. You guys Hipsters ready to brunch stout? Move on. We got to extend this beer out because this Kate review. It's just brunch stout. I just had that for the first time. Oh, it's, it's, so good. it's so good. It was good. Was it rye or just the no, regular? I think it was regular. It's so good. Rye is better. Yeah. But still very, very good. Have you had any of the artesian pirate bombs or any of those? Mm, I don't think so. Oh, man. I need, maybe I'll try and find those at next time. Yeah, we need to start you can stocking get up for at Rocky uh, Top. October. If you ever see it at Rocky Top, you can go get a growler of it. Be expensive. I need more than a, than a, Four pack. Yeah, but if it's a stout, then we split it four ways. It's not bad. And that's four pints. Well, if they have it, I'll get it. But if not, I'll have have to no, go they to probably don't even do growlers of it, to be honest. <laughs> I'll have to go super liquor and get a four pack of it. Okay, now are you ready to move on? Yes. Mm-hmm. All right. So we're gonna get actually. Into <laughs> we're well, gonna get into our review of Kate. Kate. Uh, <laughs> or is it Kate? Kate. <laughs> Katie. Uh, no, Kate. So, Kate is uh, directed by Cedric Nicholas Troyan. It is written by Umer Alim. Names? I don't know. Uh, stars Mary Me? Elizabeth Winstead, Woody Harrelson, Miku, Patricia Martinu. And uh, that's about it. <laughs> this episode of Kyle no, butchering names. <laughs> we always do the hardest. I was going to say, I wanted, I wanted to know ever. that last episode we had no trouble with, yeah. the, with the pronunciations. <laughs> Okay. Uh, Plot synopsis reads, a female assassin has 24 hours to get vengeance on her murderer before she dies. Let's take a listen to a clip. Where is Kijima? How do I get to him? Nobody knows. Kijima! All right, same question, same deal. You killed him! He is dead! He's dead. You worry about you. You crazy! I don't know! Fukio Stero! Kuhitsu ga shiinda moina ka! I'm gonna ask one more time. Where is Kijima? Last chance. Breathe. I don't know. All right, what did you guys think of Kate? It was a movie. Kate. I liked it. Uh, I didn't hate it. It was something that was, I mean, it's short. It moves forward at a pretty good clip. 
I mean, there's nothing. The story's so predictable, and it hinges so much on the you know the gimmick. It's a the, Here's a gimmick. Like the premise, it just like I don't know. Some people would see that. Ooh, interesting. But really, it's not. Does that. it hinge on the gimmick? What does it hinge on a gimmick? The twenty four hours. Well, yeah, well, uh, I feel like I feel like this. I feel like Crank is a gimmick. Yeah, where that hinges on it completely because like it goes out of its way. I mean, she to, wouldn't have done. He, they would okay. find creative ways to stay alive, right? Because of this gimmick. Well, Whereas she had this that is just, yeah, but that's not creative. That's <laughs> just literally like here's five epipens. Keep fucking stabbing yourself. Which. Anyway. Well, yeah. Well, and she's like, it's only going to last two hours. EpiPens last like 15 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> but if you got radiation, they, why would that make it last longer? I don't mean to uh, just shit on you right away, but I don't think it hinges completely on the gimmick. I was going to say, you're going to say like, well, I'm just saying yes, that is what's going to draw people in. They're like, ooh, that's right. interesting. Yeah. Sets it up as a uh, one yeah. night movie. Yeah. You know, yeah. like that's the interesting pull, like <laughs> the hook, but really it doesn't add much to the story itself other than the urgency yeah Yeah. and it's i mean (laughs) just the amount of damage and stuff she takes is so ridiculous but (laughs) she's a super soldier she's more than that (laughs) like there's a point when you have so many like broken things that it doesn't matter how perseverant you are you just won't be able to move (laughs) like literally but the action i thought was fun like it was pretty brutal at times and i like it everything wants to be john wick now so try to get to those like where you take hits get hits you know and keep going and push through it so it's not like yeah they're amazing soldiers but they're not nobody's perfect so it didn't you know it had all that but other than the action just like the story and everything was pretty bad acting between most people wasn't terrible but the kid horrible you think yeah hmm. not as bad as a certain other child no yeah. <laughs> no 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 it's not like <laughs> that we'll no, talk about okay. a little later horrible is a strong word it wasn't horrible but it was pretty just not strong yeah it was pretty i, I mean she's she against competent. yeah mary elizabeth winstead and woody harrelson yeah. it's like yeah, yeah. It, sta- it stands out as yeah worse. it was and it was less like her acting alone and more just the character itself mm-hmm. and how it was written into it just seemed kind of i don't know forced and just like how they just accept things that happen, you know, just okay. It's only twenty four hours, Jacob. They have to. Yeah. It it it's a movie. It's gonna come and go and be forgotten forever. But I will say, it did have nice colors. I knew you were gonna love that. Not quite red enough, but pink. I, I pink and blue is I like even more than red. Oh, okay. So this. My number one colors right now are this Half electric, bump? like hot pink and tea, turquoise blue, like electric. Blue. Half star bump for That's color? the reason they got it. <laughs> what the score did was just the color. It looked good. It was in Japan. I just like that. But I like it. Thank you. And yeah, so, you know, that's about it. I don't, it's not going to blow anyone away, but I think a lot of people will have fun watching it and. You can just walk away, go to the bathroom, come back, and you won't miss anything important. It was extremely predictable. Okay. Yeah, I um, I didn't hate it. 
Mm-mm. I actually somewhat enjoyed it. I had a good time with it, honestly. That's what I'm saying. Like, I did overall enjoy it. Like, I wasn't mad that I watched it. it you know, it moved forward. I had a good clip. and Yeah, I mean, the action, I think, was really good. And it didn't have the shaky cam, which you should appreciate. I did. Um, there I was a lot. That. It was actually a lot of still shots. I thought the action was well done. I think it was shot really well. Special effects. Uh, the director comes from the visual department realm, so special effects look good. Mm-hmm. Um, mm, uh, except one part. Yeah, I mean, I'm assuming the budget wasn't crazy right. for this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was pretty and brutal. I'm, I'm a lot, very, a lot of great kills. A lot of great, pretty brutal. Like I said, the action I think was very good. Honestly, like it was. I mean, obviously you have your dumb. Like, why are the henchmen that dumb scenes? But that was, it's kind of falls in this trope of this genre. And I think that when you're, when you're watching a movie like this, this yeah. is what you want it to be. And it was, it hit all the marks of what I, I expected it to be. Honestly, I expected it to be worse. And it actually somewhat surprised me. Like, obviously, convenience after convenience after dumb shit. Yeah, after I, 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 Went into it expecting it to be that, so... Inject random Jap- Japanese culture. You have to add... S- the henchmen have to have swords. Duh. Um, but other than that... The same. But that's... Scene. Yeah. 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 That was... I, it was, I always uh, struggle with that, like, especially in foreign movies, because um, they're like, sometimes they'll have guns, and then sometimes they won't, and I'm like, well, I like it when they, when they write it into the culture, like... Guns are harder to get See, over there, so it makes sense why everybody doesn't have yeah, a gun. Accurately, the Yakuza don't use guns because right. it's too much trouble to even use them. Yeah. And honestly, Japan at this point, Yakuza are pretty much failing and gone because it's just they have like basically zero crime. It's so hard to do crime that <laughs> so most of the Yakuza are, are own like legitimate businesses now and that's how yeah. they make their money. Another question I have is yeah. what's the police force like in Japan? Is it actually like they don't even the Yakuza controls so much of it that the police don't even mess with them because there wasn't a cop in this movie. No, the thing is the Yakuza are so like weak at this point that the police really... We also don't know when this was dated. Like I said, I just day. watched a documentary not that long ago. I guess. <laughs> yeah, I, I watched mean, a documentary yeah. not that long ago. The Yakuza basically don't do much anymore. Is the police presence not that... Well, in because Japan, I feel like just it was a very like, low crime rate. So. Well, it was almost like... Yeah intentional to not have cops so i'm wondering if there was, was one scene i remember in particular it's like you don't hear any sirens or anything like until they like the whole action set piece is done and yeah, then the, you hear them the alley scene yeah. yeah and yeah. then they can get away <laughs> yeah so i didn't know like that's what i don't i'm assume i don't know if that's like maybe that's actually correct in Jap- in that area because like you said there's crime rates pretty low so maybe yeah, they don't I have think that many cops Osaka's in the top five safest cities in the world so so maybe they don't have that many cops and they're, if they do, it's like Alaska. There's one every so many miles or whatever. Yeah, I don't except know. Alaska has a but lot either of way, guy. it doesn't matter. Um, it was just, I mean, I had, like I said, I had a lot of fun with it. Pacing was excellent. I thought like it flew by. By the time I knew it, I had a pee and it was like an hour 20 in and it was 20 minutes left. And I was like, oh, cool. But just hold it. <laughs> no, I won't pee. <laughs> Thanks for letting us know. <laughs> If you wanted to know. <coughs> I did. Thank you. The audience needs to know these things. Yeah. So, yeah. Kate, not 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 horrible. Yeah. This is uh, exactly one of those movies where it's not doing anything new. As we mentioned, it is it is trying to play in the same realm of these um, 
John Wick movies, which are becoming more and more popular. Uh, you know, nobody, John Wick. I'm sure you can name five others if you're. What into was the those one on Netflix with uh, uh, Hemsworth? Extraction. Yeah. Extraction. There's one. Um. Yeah. That was more like army. Yeah, I, mean, I know, but I just meant like the mil- action and everything. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Anyway, that was a it's it's uh, it's one of those. So it's not doing anything new in particular, but is it doing what it's going for? Well. Well enough, yeah. I mean, it is a dumb um, setup and premise to begin with. Uh, and like Jacob said, she takes so much abuse. And if she's literally is poisoned with this polonium 203 or whatever 04. the fuck it's called, 04. She is, uh, or by the time she gets to, you know, 18 hours or so and she's, her body's all fucked up and she like literally can't even, you know, her skin is lesioning and <laughs> she's like, can't touch her own skin without wincing in pain. Yeah, you wonder, okay, how much could you actually go through? And um, that's one of those things where it's just a trope of this kind of movie. So I'm able to get through that without, you know, too much logic flaws for me. But yeah, it's it's a little ridiculous. Uh, but it's kind of playing in that realm at the same time. So it does, uh, the action is good. Uh, I liked the home, uh, apartment scene, I guess. I get the kitchen fight scene. Yeah. That was um, well done. Um, I guess the end was okay as well as far as action goes. Uh, I like my boy from the whaling is in it, the devil. Mm-hmm. And that, I <laughs> like that one scene at the end where like Jacob said, you know, the Yakuza are so weak now, like that this is present day They they, they have the, like the standoff and it's the old guy versus the young guy, right? Yeah. You think, oh, he's going to put up a fight, but like he literally just spoiler it, ends his life like so quickly because He's not trained to fight like this other guy. He literally has no idea how to even handle sword. And he just Renji. kills him. Yeah, who's Renji. the guy that's from Wailing? The old guy. Oh, Kojima. Uh, Kojima. Kojima. Yeah. But yeah, it's um, yeah, the acting, like you said, is uh, I like Mary Elizabeth Winstead in it. Um, yeah. I don't know how much I buy her as like a female action star. There's some like of the choreography that I watched that like you just see her doing and i mean it's not all bad but some of it i just was like wasn't buying into her in that role really yeah um but yeah the girl was okay nothing great there woody harrelson does his part um and then there's like one guy that's in from all of uh your boy michael or what's his name who's boy annabelle he did annabelle he did house on house haunted hill mike flanagan what movie did you say did but he's Annabelle? He didn't do Annabelle. One of them. Are you sure? I don't think, I think he did. so. Maybe you're right. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> well, the guy that's in like a bunch of his movies was in this for literally like three minutes. And I'm like, oh, I know that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He and was also like, in The Other Lamb. And then he's, yeah, and then he's um gone and like you never see him again. I thought he was going to come back. I'm like, why was he in this movie? And he's anyway, in uh, Midnight just, Mass, the new Mike Flanagan yeah, movie, or well, TV show. Anyway, we're talking about acting. I just, that came to mind. Um. Yeah, no, anyway, <laughs> I did the cinematography <clears throat> was one of the things that stood out. There was not like amazing shots or anything, just like the camera did move well and there was good shots. And especially with the action, following action, all that was very easy to do. So that stood out as being as a pro. The one thing that you're saying, though, with the effects, uh, do you remember the car chase early, very early on? Oh, yeah. That, that was yeah, the yeah. fake cars. But I think Dude, that the cars were so, so like, <laughs> animated. They moved so fake. Oh, my God. I was like, holy like, shit. <laughs> I was like, am I, 
Did we just jump into fucking anime? No, it didn't even look. It, yeah, it looked like that. The CG anime. Type yeah, anime. yeah, yeah. No. Did it's you speaking racer. of uh, cinematography? Did you look the guy up? Uh, no, I did didn't. Did you see what he did? I didn't see. You're a banger of yours. A banger. A banger of yours. Do I have to look it up, or are you gonna tell no, me? No, I'll tell you. Lyle Vincent. A, no, girl walks home at night. Oh, walks home alone at night. And the Bad Batch, two bangers. And that's why I was so I mean, good. I thought the cinematography was the best part of this movie. Um, duh. Yeah. Two yeah, a lot of right the sp- li- had a lot of spin, like yeah. And like, yeah. I'm just saying, like even even a even a yeah. a scene where them they're just at the the uh, the yakuza were sitting around at a table. It was you know it was moving around them mm, and yeah, like I don't think each it wouldn't have been this high at all if it wasn't for that. I always you know especially give that bump for. I like the the super sterile white background <laughs> of that, and then all the blood just splattering all over the white. Yeah, and just that, the, the, I like yeah, all the, the colors the and everything. It, yeah, they, it was a competent cinematographer. You could tell just watching it. And but, like I said, the director is from the visual department, so that's I think that helped with yeah a lot of the aesthetics. Like that some were of the technical, most of the technical was pretty good in this. It's just yeah, like, it w- the, it's not, it was I just, don't think it was poorly directed or shot no, or anything like that. It was just a even, dumb yeah. movie. <laughs> there was like some, in the same scene that goes along with the effects, the car chasing, there was some, uh, there was some bad sound. Uh, I guess it would be a mix, the sound mix, like when it cut to the interior of the car, it was supposed to be like this music playing through the car speakers and mm. it sounded like it was coming out of like an iPhone it was just a weird like yeah. choice to make that so dull and quiet when it cut to the interior. There wasn't like talking or anything either, so they weren't they weren't turning it down so you could hear dialogue. It was just like it was a weird. Did you? Uh, oh, I forgot to add the number one one of the things that was built up so much, and I knew it was going to be anticlimactic and stupid when it finally paid off. The stupid boom boom juice or whatever. Oh, I know they. Uh, oh uh, my <laughs> god. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm like, there's. This is so dumb, and they're pushing it so hard. I'm like, when this finally pays off, it's gonna be stupid. It's not gonna be worth it. And it was so stupid <laughs> when it finally paid off. Just. Yep. Um, did you listen to the spoiler? Score I mean, I watched the movie, so yeah, I did. I know, but did you listen to the score at all? I watched the movie, so yes. <laughs> it actually, there was a couple of moments that yeah, were. Yeah, I thought pretty you good. would like that part. There was there was a particular scene that sounded a lot like Hans Zimmer, very mm-hmm. much like Hans Zimmer, and I was I was waiting for it to like really mimic Interstellar, was, like uh, crescendo, but it, it didn't. But it was a uh, very um, v- definitely influenced by Hans Zimmer. I mean, a lot of people are. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's that's expected though with the setting, right? right. This Tokyo electronic, like, and the col- as far as the color palette and everything goes. I do like it, but the the end see that end shot was like really. I felt like it was just shoving it in your face with the yeah. kit, with the neon kitten or cat or whatever. Oh, that was bad. Yeah, I did not like that part. No. Yeah, I'm like, that's what I mean. Really? Is I like the color. Like I like all that was? stuff. It was way. But then too it was just like hers. Like she's you know this frames like she's down here and like they just have to have this big fucking. But neon did you notice what the, the cat was? It was, it was a cat a, that was on her shirt the whole time. Yeah, no, I got that, but oh, I just felt it? like I it didn't, didn't like add to that <laughs> well that's like your dying image was the shirt that she said looked good on her yeah i know but it was just way too on the nose he didn't get it i didn't even realize that well, apparently <laughs> Kyle didn't. i was wrong half star more <laughs> you'll be right uh, with I me baby that, but <laughs> it was subtle i didn't obviously think so 
Okay, but even knowing that, that still doesn't make me like it more. I felt like they were just shoving more neon in your face when Jacob now Jacob knowing that said it's too on the nose. So either way, it would be a flaw. Like to yeah. me, I feel like I would agree with that being on the nose also, rather than it being adding to this. Yeah, you know. I didn't get more out of that. I'm just like, oh, okay. What about her? Okay, well. Should we move to spoilers? It's not like really it any matters. spoilers for this like, movie. Spoilers but, literally don't matter. You'll you know, know what happens. Because in the beginning, it sets up that you know she's going to die. There is no there and is also, no cure or antidote or anything. She's the good guy, so you know it's probably going to end in some kind of positive way. Not, not, she's going to die, but you know it's going to end up like sure, the bad guys lose. Her uh, her dying like words or whatever, Like, did you feel anything from that? What was it? I don't remember. <laughs> she says, uh, "She says, uh, I know you, or whatever, to the girl." Remember? Yeah, but I thought Shiri Shiri knew at that point that she knew her. No, it's it's a callback to the oh, scene in the car yeah, when yeah, she's yeah. like, "Okay, no, <laughs> don't you want to know anything about?" Me? She's like, "I already know you," but I already knew what you meant by that point, though. Yeah, but yeah, it's just supposed to be like confirmation to the girl that like they did have a connection. Yeah, because she killed that her dad. I don't know. Yeah. Kill her whole family. Was it her dad? Her dad. Yeah. Yeah. No. No, a connection between those two. Yeah, no, I didn't. Okay. Well, obviously not. I thought there was a lot of good lines, actually. Some of the writing was pretty good. Like (laughs) her one-on-one scene with Homeboy from Wailing, I thought was pretty good. Mm -hmm. He's like, I'm I'm ready to atone for my life, are you? Like, are you ready to, are you ready for your life to end? Because it's about to. And that's what that's kind of when she made her change of like, yeah, I mean, I, I did like their scene together. Yeah. But but when did his arm get unbroken? Was it broken? He was in a sling. Yeah, but I don't know if his well, it got shot. Just he got shot. Yeah. Yeah. She shot him. But yeah. in the Yakuza, when so the he's samurai just scene, yeah, I mean, no. he, he has both hands on. The but sword. then, he, yeah, cause I think he's he like, off fuck, yeah, I'm going to fight through the pain. Well, if she can, I mean, look at she her. Can, yeah, say like, <laughs> well, he, she's, she's a super she has cancer and like in stage that's killing her in 24 hours and she just is able to fight through it a shot in the arm might as well be nothing she did get shot in the arm she Dude. got everything she got fucking bullet through the tibia yeah <laughs> she wouldn't even be able to walk <laughs> yeah you just gotta push through it all Persevere. it takes to push through any kind of injury is just to push through it yeah it's and all he, mental and MP, epipens yeah epipens and <laughs> like was bone. that actually what it was did she, I, did I they say that that's what it was. She says what it is when she talks when she has the the doctor. I think it's gun. like adrenaline, isn't it? So yeah, that's, which is which would be epipen. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I was asking. I think I. It's but I haven't watched this. Watch it. It was in the far. It was in the doctor. She yeah. got him a gun and yeah, took I'm, him to the drug. As room. far as I remember, it was epipens, but they look like them. I don't know if it's a real medication. I don't know what else it would be. And I'm a pharmacist. So. Radiation, <laughs> anti-radiation, anti-radiation for, for hour. two hours at a time. Uh, as far as the writing goes, I agree. There's some decent exchanges, but in terms of the plot and writing and everything, I watched this much more recently than Jacob. I honestly don't really remember what the fuck the the whole conspiracy was between Woody Harrelson and the Yakuza already. That's like already left my brain. Well, like him he and Renji partners up with them. Okay, I was confused for, wh- for what reason. Trying I would, to take over, trying to take over what the Yakuza. See, have. I was so confused when it happened. So this is what I understood that I remember, right? So she 
worked she was working with Woody Harrelson and whatever that group was. She didn't want to kill the person. He made they made her. So she did it anyway. Then because she killed this person, she like, we made a rule and we broke it and I want out. And then for some reason, the Yakuza person poisoned her. I don't really know why that was, but she, uh, but well, no, he, Renji did. Woody Harrison? No. Woody yeah, Harrelson Ren- and Renji were together. So Woody I mean, Harrelson wanted Kate dead. Because so Renji she, yeah, poisoned. but he wanted her dead because she was going to quit. Yeah, but he couldn't do it, so he had Renji do it. No, he didn't want her dead. He didn't want her dead. Remember, yeah. he said yeah. he said I was going to talk yeah. to her. She would have changed her mind, and he went well, behind his back Renji and killed dead. her. He did. But, wa- okay. but he wanted her dead because she killed the person that he planned to be killed by her. It didn't make any sense. That was it, right? Because he was actually behind the assassination because he um, wanted to get rid of his competition, which was his brother or whatever. Renji was just mm-hmm. like his right hand man. Yeah, and he wanted to or kill her cousin or something. Yeah, they yeah, and he wanted to kill him because he was like the next person who's getting power, and he wanted to kill him. So he hired Woody Harrelson's group to kill him. She killed him, and then he poisoned her. And I was just like, "This well, he doesn't didn't kill." She didn't kill him. She did kill him. She didn't kill Kojima. She didn't kill. She yeah, Kojima was the next hit. She missed, she, and she, she hit missed. him in the shoulder. So then he wanted her dead. Remember, because and then he, he escaped because she knew. Mm, so okay. she was a loose end, basically. Well, okay. actually, that happened before, so he must have knew that she was going to. Because she was poisoned, right? She was having symptoms. That's why she missed the shot. It was because the symptoms so then, of yeah. the poison. So then, that's what I'm saying. So it then already they planned happened. It, that she would. They would die together. See, I told you, it doesn't this make any left, sense. This is already left. It doesn't make any sense. The plot, I think I they wanted know. them to die together. Yeah, I, she wanted him to get killed and her die. So there's no loose ends. Maybe, but like. The way I just said is how I saw it and seemed the most obvious. Yes, the point is the sense. point is that you could look it up and it, sure it would make perfect sense, but the movie does a poor job of horrible relaying it. I wouldn't yeah. say horrible. I uh, none of us knew. I got it. I mean, a lot of you know you're speculating. I know, but a lot like I said, a lot of movies you don't need like there's there's connections that you can make without it actually saying it. And yeah, I, but I didn't up on get them. that. Yeah, maybe that's why I liked it a little bit more. Mm. Maybe could be. All right. I was never confused. It just it was just I thin. wasn't I just yeah, I was the story confused. was just thin. I was a little confused. But I did. Yeah, I wasn't confused watching it though. That's the thing. No, but I was I, afterwards I'm I like, was confused while no, watching it, but then I was just like I don't really care though. Yeah, I don't I mean, feel like the story is important. I'm just see, watching it. I could rewatch it and understand it more and retain it, but am I ever going to Just do a, this? just do a, uh explained and you'll get all. <laughs> Yeah. You don't have to rewatch it. Could, I could probably answers. read the synopsis on Wikipedia and I would understand it. Exactly. I would remember it. I mean, um, okay. Because this else? movie, you're not, it's the type of movie you don't focus, you're not going to focus on. I'm not going to remember the subplot and the plot. I'm going to remember the, the Yakuza scene where That's she's bloodied up the whole room and the scene, you know, like she's shoving the alley scene. I'll remember that scene. You know, like I'm not going to remember all the, every individual line and, and <coughs> through line that was involved and, yeah, that's why, don't I'm really trying, that's why I'm just like, yeah, I'm not going to work, care about that. And just, <laughs> it doesn't matter. Yeah, turn off my brain. And I mean, John fun. Wick's whole premise was, was a the, dog. Yeah. Or yeah. <laughs> so it's like, that's, that's the first one's the best. Yeah. Very simple. Everybody And everybody can get on board with that. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, fuck them. If kill them all. all. Yeah, killed, the, I'll kill everyone. Exactly. You're like, kill them all. Okay. Anything else to say on Kate? No, I no. would. I recommend watching. I it. do. Yeah, 
If you want, just throw something on. If you are into those type of movies, John Wick, action, gun kata, then definitely it's going to be more for you and a, an easy watch, I would say. If you're looking for any kind of high art or anything, then skip it. And it's yeah. a Netflix original. I don't know if we mentioned that or not. So and I think so. It's you on there. all have Netflix or access to it at least. That's right. So it's there. Hour 46. All right. Uh, what are you saying out of five stars? Give it a two and a half. I gave it a three. Yeah, just a quick, uh, I guess, explanation. I think it is it is one of those type of movies, and it's replicating that, and it's not doing anything special. And I think it's very watchable, but very mediocre in that sense. So, like, if you want to see one of those, a good kind of, you know, a good version of one of those movies, go watch John Wick 1. Go watch The Raid, you know. But this isn't, I don't think, is a good version of that. Just a very watchable, if you've seen all those other ones, you want something new, then watch this and it's... Yeah, a two and a half. Okay, moving on to what else uh, we've been watching. We so were gonna do a. <laughs> we were gonna do a double feature this week. So I watched Birds of Paradise, which I thought was the few of the features. It was gonna be, and then you didn't log be. it. I so, know, and you don't respond I, to our group text. It's so. on me. But I watched it. Sorry for making you expand your knowledge of movies, Jacob. I watched it. We okay. did it intentionally. We're like, well, yeah, let's watch Birds of Paradise. Well, if you great. read the chat, then we did. We actually did do it on purpose. Say, well, if he doesn't, then fuck him for never replying to us. True. <laughs> and I did. Did you read that? Because you didn't look at the thread. Or you I did watch it, though. So Did you read the thread today? No. <laughs> you would know if I read it. It says if I read it. I don't look Yeah, but I haven't checked. Well, look at you guys not checking either, okay? We check Letterboxd oh, for your rating. <laughs> Turn your notifications on, then you'll know. You I get, get them noti- all day as I'm giving shots. It's like... Bzz, 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 <laughs> I don't get a notification bzz, bzz. that says, Jacob read your message. Or I'll, I'll start texting you every time. I'll just be like, hey, I, read I read it. it. Hey, at least that would be a reply. Just that would be read. something. Or even K. Anyway, Give Birds us the letter of Paradise K. by Sarah Adina Smith. Uh. Let's take a listen. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, I don't know. It was <laughs> so this movie. I'm kind of confused on. I have my rating. It was within 24 hours. I don't know if I want to change it. I kind of want to be like off of what the average is with it. But this movie is a movie that heart. has potential, but it did not live up to that potential. So one why I even considered being at the score I am is it's beautiful. Like there are a lot of really interesting shots. I wouldn't say they like work perfectly or they're something I look at. I'm like, Ooh, like a Deacons or something, but it is interesting. And it looks, I, it's just something that fits to what I like to see just very artsy and dance oriented and like, it was, was actually there a pink and blues because that's there what the was a lot of colors. <laughs> there was a lot of colors. I like that. You know, I like it. But the like, it's just so much. So one, it, I'm not gonna lie. I'm sure this is. I haven't read like reviews around this at all. I just watched this last night. But it, this is definitely was influenced by Black Swan. Well, yeah, look at it. But that doesn't matter. You can do ballerina without being Black Swan, but. <laughs> some parts just like oh this is 
yep. too close. To yeah, that. I'm like they shouldn't have go for that because they're not that at all. Yeah, like at all. But it, I think it is enjoyable. It's just like a missed opportunity, and that's the biggest disappointment. Almost why I think I'm gonna revise my score <laughs> as I'm talking about this. So, quick question. Yeah. A lot of reviews I'm saying they sh- saying that they should have gone gay and they didn't. That's fucking stupid. So, yeah, there's a big. Do you think that it would have no. changed the atmosphere of the movie? No. Uh, I mean, that, that literally okay. the top like three, four reviews okay. I read were saying this thing. I mean, I can get like spoilery with it. I mean, like we said, we're probably not going to watch it. If you're not going to watch not it. Not for a long time, okay. if ever. I mean, I mean, like the spoiler doesn't It's matter. so middle this of the road matter. that it's like, yeah. I, it's one of those movies that yeah, I'm just not If this was like a four star banger on Live <laughs> yeah, Letterboxd. It's, not. it's yeah. definitely not yeah. even close to that. Okay. It's on the lower end of that. It's a three one right now. So, yeah, it feels like that's what it's going to be, but. I'm torn between that because it's like on one end, like the relationship they build isn't great, but at parts it feels good. And that would feel like kind of good that they went into that. But then other parts completely destroy that and make it kind of gross if they did want to push that because of the things that they do. Gotcha. So it would almost feel like they're just doing it to do it and be, get that like plus for being LGBTQ type thing. But that's well, what this straight. <laughs> That's what it feels like. If they would have done that, it would be like because of how they built it up to that point. Because they seemed really close and everything, and that would have been like a nice story. But at the same time, there's this guy named Felipe or Philippe. I don't know if he's Italian. I th- swear at one point he was speaking Italian, but not French. And. Like, this is a little thing that happens. Okay, so one of the girls is with Felipe, but Felipe is like this. He's the amazing male ballet. Any, any girls with him is going to be one of the best because he's that good. And so the one one of the main girls is with him, and she sleeps with him and everything, and she does really well. And then the new girl wants to be good too, so she sleeps with him and, like, does... And then... At one point, they're like talking to each other. They're like, and she's like, "I just want to let you know that I w- I also have been with Felipe." And she's like, "Yeah, I already knew that." But I, she's like, "Are you mad?" No, I'm just mad that it, I it wasn't with you. And I'm like, "Oh, so that's them doing? Oh no, they're just gonna have a threesome with Felipe." So Felipe is Spanish. What? But like, okay. It didn't sound like Spanish, though. Well, what I'm saying, like the name, the way it's spelled and everything is from I think Spain it was Italian. or Portuguese. But anyway, so then, then, so they're like, well, Felipe thinks he's this big guy who can just be with every girl and he has all the power. Let's show him we have the power. But then they have a threesome with him. Turn up. So I'm like, I'm pretty sure he's okay with giving you that power if he gets a threesome. Like, I don't know what this is showing because it didn't feel like they were taking control. They just danced for him and then fucked him. <laughs> I'm just like, so oh, he won like, completely. I'm like, so, like, what is the mess? I'm like, what is the message here? I'm like, I thought they were going to show him by like doing that dance in front of him, getting him all hot and heavy, and then they just do it with each other or something. And then that would have been like a statement to him. Like, and then he tries to get in on, they like push him away, but they didn't. I'm just like, what did, okay, what's, What's the statement then? Anyway, so they don't end up so lesbians. The they just have a threesome been, together. So you're saying once. if they were gay, 
it would have increased the statement. Yes. So you just you back. But also then the threesome would have kind of like the way they did that kind of defeats that because they didn't do that, though. See, that's what I'm saying. If they were gay and they would have done that, that would have been more powerful, right? That's what I'm saying. They, everyone's saying they, they should have went full-blown gay. and like Yeah, but then the rest of the movie didn't the build that up. It. it just I would have liked if they were just friends who were close. I don't know. That ended up fucking... <laughs> no, that didn't even have that scene at all because it was inconsequential. Oh, you're saying just cut the scene out? Okay, yeah, okay. it didn't do anything after that. It's like at the by the end, they're not friends and Felipe ends up being... Being winning best male ballet. So if that scene, it's either needs to be omitted or they should have been gay. Yeah, I guess, and not have been with him at all. I don't know. It just there. It's like there. There's literally so much potential because it's not bad, and there's a lot of things that they dive into that it's like right there, but it's not there. It's not Darren Aronofsky. And then like yeah, and then by I mean she's not as twisted as he is, but like. So what's the th- what's the theme of the what's it going for? You That's know? the worst part. Is like well, I'm just looking at a tagline here that says betrayal is a dance. Yeah. So that's the thing too. So okay, the one girl comes from America, and she's poor. She has a scholarship. That's the only reason, and she's a good ballet dancer. But she just got a scholarship to live in Paris to be able to dance in this like very prestigious boarding school for ballet dancers, and. The other main character is in her room. They got room together by whatever because it was the American girl's room. But the other girl, she's like, I've been here this whole time. So it's my room, too. And she's like, OK, whatever. So they just live in the same room together. And that's how they get close. But it's kind of rushed at a point. But turns out the one girl, the rich girl, her parents were the ones who pay for the scholarship for the other girl. And then they take away that money because it's really convoluted what's the motivations they take away the money because they're like what's the motivations for her giving this getting the scholarship they want her at the same school because she's so good no no they just did a random scholarship and they didn't choose who it was oh it's like a scholarship yeah they just gave the the money yeah the school gave to her because she's a great ballet dancer in america but they said if we knew they were going to give it to a girl we would have never even signed the check but then they gotcha pull the check anyway so then she's out of money and her dad and it's like kind of gross. They're just trying to make you feel bad because her mom died and was a dancer. Now it's just her and her dad. Her dad had to sell the house in order to pay for the school because they pulled the funding, blah, blah, blah. It's just like it's a mix between like these cool themes that are interesting and then these like high school drama type themes like secret life <laughs> type stuff. And it's. Uh, it just like dances dances between these where it could have been great because a lot of the, it, the acting is good. Like nothing's bad that I can complain about there. The I mean, the writing you can complain about just because it feels a little rushed or off or motivations don't make sense or like in parts. So the right that's probably the worst part. But like the character interactions are pretty good. The There's some moments that are really good. The cinematography is really good and it just is going to always hang there as something that could have been rather than is. So it's based on a book. I wonder how long the, uh, the book is like if they, if she adapted it, um, you know, a longer book into this, how long is the movie? Two hours. 
hour 53, you know? Yeah. Maybe that's, I guess, part could be part of it. Yeah, it's just like it has that potential and it has a lot going for it and then it just doesn't capitalize on that in any way. Mm. But some scenes are just so beautiful that it just stands out and I just love those parts. But just I feel like the story in my mind... The book, that, Br- Bright Burning Stars, genre, young adult fiction. That there makes that fits perfectly, yeah. Because <laughs> it just feels like something that could have been so much more and isn't. Yeah. And I feel like the story that I thought in my head of where it was going is better than how it actually ended up. And the ending is so weak. So you're saying that uh, Sarah Adina Smith should have called you and you could have said, I'm open. Fuck you! I'm just trying to fucking help you! <laughs> yes. So if you're, I know you're listening. Uh, if you need any advice for your next film, you have great potential. Just reach Call out. Jacob, he'll punch and, up the script uh, for you. And I, I'll review it, revise it. We can talk so, through some points and we'll get you that four star next time. 304 pages. I don't know how long it is because I don't Not read very that much. Long. Not long at all. So. <laughs> well, it's a YA book too, so yeah. it's got to be short. Well, YA, that's pretty long for a YA. I feel like YA would be around. Aragon. Like, yeah, but YA, YA of this. No, that's like, this is, it's target is like 14 to 18. Oh. Which would be like your Hunger Games, Twilights, which are probably around 200 to 300. Yeah, but Twilight's like eight books too or whatever. No, five Four. books. Four? I, I have literally have no idea. Twilight, Twilight 2, Twilight 3, <laughs> <laughs> Twilight the Return, Twilight Rises. Anyway. Twilight Return of the King. I, I Twilight digress. of the Ring. <laughs> Twilight <It> Towers. <laughs> it's a movie that's <sighs> worth a watch in many aspects, but if you have Amazon, for you guys specifically, Prime. don't. It's not worth your time. Sorry. That's why we didn't. <laughs> Thank you. And we knew it. that. <laughs> we so I'm actually gonna. This is gonna get a drop. Now, okay. I had some time to stew. So you were at a, I'm guessing three, and you're going three and a half. Oh, okay. Because it's still like so down to it has those or two colors and stuff. I really like gives it the half star bump. Yeah, because it's better in Kate. Were you dropping it at what? So three. Yeah. So I'm at three. All right. Um, I will go next because I'm going to talk about the movie that you guys reviewed last week. And if you have any interjections, you can. Also, chime in here. Uh, so I watched Cry Macho, and this was one of the dumbest, most boring movies I've ever watched in my life. I hated Cry Macho, and it reminds me of uh, Josh's infamous half star Annette review, which has just been exploding on the interwebs. Everybody's crying out. You know, everyone. I got so many likes on that rating. It's ridiculous. Getting DMs, hate mail. Hell no! Um, I'm getting she. I have one like on that rating. So, (laughs) yeah. I mean, in in your uh, in your own words, you know, if I don't like a single minute of this movie, what other rating would I give it? Right. Yeah. And Cry Macho is basically that for me, but it does not look terrible. And there's some technical aspects that are okay with it. And will you give it the half star for Clint Eastwood? No, Clint Eastwood is god awful. He was so bad. 
Oh my god, the acting in this movie is some of the worst I've ever seen. Clint Eastwood, I I haven't seen a Clint Eastwood movie that he stars in, and I mean probably Grand Trino would be the last one, and that was I watched that a long time ago. Well, it came out in '08, so yeah. so you didn't watch Mule, the Mule. I haven't not seen the Mule yet. Hold on, let me let me pull up Clint Eastwood here real quick. The Mule is I just want to see. Sure. Um, yeah, I've heard I've heard the Mule is actually not bad. This not was horrible. the first one I've seen since Mule's Grand like a two and a half three star. From what I remember, here. I only saw it once. Um, yeah, it probably would be Gran Torino because I did not see Trouble with the Curve. Nope. He is stars in The Mule, and that was 2018. So, yeah, he yeah. took like a six-year break between a leading role. Uh, but even though he 2018 directed, is three years ago. No, six years between Trouble with the Curve and The Mule because he was oh, in okay, American okay. Sniper, but he wasn't. Um, he was just he uh, he was an extra. Basically. And then he took a three-year between this. Yeah, and in between this. Exactly. Because he did Richard Jewell or whatever. Yes, he directed that. Yeah. So, in terms of starring roles, I have not seen him since Gran Torino. So that was thirteen years ago. So he's thirteen years younger in Gran Torino. Yeah. So he been ninety-one, yeah, seventy-eight. Coming. Yes. I mean, that's you know, there's a lot of actors that are seventy-eight that are still you know slaying it. Oh yeah. Uh, I mean, De Niro, Bacino are close. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, Christopher Lee was in his nineties. Yes. We're talking about he's saying late seventies are still killing. Oh. It. That yeah, so like that's not surprising. I'm saying this, yeah, ninety one like how old is Jack Nicholson? Would, Jack Nicholson doesn't do it. He's not ninety one. No. no, I said you're I'm saying older seventies. Oh yeah, yeah. He's older than that now. Uh no, yeah. He he is god awful. Just like his delivery and everything is so bad. Like holy shit. You know how old Jack Nicholson is? 84, okay. Yeah, he hasn't. He's retired though. Anyway, uh, he's terrible. The kid is <laughs> yeah. probably the worst child actor I've ever seen. I mean, he's not even a child either. He's like a he's like a young teen. Like you should be able to get something more out of him, and he is just so bad. And I get Clint Eastwood's thing of you know one take and then move on. Like this is this kid's. I'm guessing it's like his first or second role. Probably his first major role. Like he needs time to settle into these lines and these, you know, this atmosphere of a, a major movie. And Clint Eastwood's like, "Yep, good. Move on to the next scene." The kid's like, "I can do better." Nope, cut it. Moving on to the next one. Like it, I don't know. He's so bad. Uh, just the story itself. Like I kind of get what it's going for, but I feel like the yeah. movie hunt for does, the wilder people. Uh, yeah, it's you know. A, uh, the kid helping him realize these things about life, uh, blah blah blah. Hunt for the Wilder yeah, people. Hunt for the Wilder people does that a million, uh, a million times, better. times better. Well, <laughs> our boys in it. and Sam Neil. Neil. Yeah, Sam Neil and the kid Julian, whatever his name He's is, great. much yeah. better. Uh, yeah, just nothing in this movie works. It's so bad. I have some notes here. Let me see if I can. Uh, the writing is god awful. The first what two minutes of the movie that there's just a spew of exposition from Dwight Yoakam like oh all <laughs> he talks about um you know the setup yeah, for the whole movie bad, and he just yeah. is literally just laying it all out like in the worst way possible and it's then so the bad. movie starts a year after that <laughs> so like they have that stupid introduction for really the whole intro of him even gained before he gets to Mexico is pointless yeah I don't yeah. know it's what that was even about setting up yeah the bullshit that was going to happen. So, yeah. And then there's, 
there's the shot that I feel like they thought this was like such a cool shot where they pan across the newspaper in it because they talk about him getting into an oh, accident. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I feel like they thought that was going to be such a cool idea for them to zoom in and it would be black and white showing the accident happen. But it just felt like so unnecessary and out of place in, it in the movie. It felt pointless to me. Oh, it definitely was pointless. It just was like something that they thought would be cool but did not come across as cool at all. Uh, the acting's awful. We talked about that. The scene at the cockfight was literally hilarious where Clint Eastwood just skydles in I behind know. some boxes and is like just stands there for Yeah, because he can't run. Long. So they're like, how can we make him yeah. hide? For the from the cops, and it's like they don't the cops, the cops don't, don't, don't investigate at it all. at all. <laughs> He's just what if they did and just find an old man standing there like an old white What man are you doing? <laughs> holding a chicken. Yeah. Oh that, that was hilarious. Macho. Because he's big and strong. <laughs> yeah. The and that's the other thing too, is like the writing and the dialogue, like this was adapted from a book, obviously, but whoever did this adaptation and the the screenplay uh, and everything, Clint Eastwood. Uh, I think his name is like Aaron oh. something. Are they like? Oh, I don't know. I, I want to assume that. it's a different guy though. I want to assume that they're like Nick. racist or Nick. think that yeah. anybody in Max never have been to Mexico. I'm assuming, right? <laughs> Except when they were filming this. So the actual the novel guy actually was part of the screenplay well the book must be shit then but there was another guy that, nick that adapted yes nick shank terrible the, the book probably sucks too uh yeah i don't know i cannot imagine reading this book because the movie was painful to get through and i yeah the book and the other thing too with like clint eastwood being as old as he is like he's in the book he's supposed to be a lot younger than that but there's a difference between portraying somebody that you can like kind of look close to the age of you know it happens in high school movies all the time actors are 24 25 and they portray high schoolers 30 yeah Michael 30 Sarah. even but he just is fra- like he looks so old now Frail. like he looks yeah. much like his age and the romance in this movie made me cringe we so oh, we hard. talked about that yeah it is so bad did you also did you no, notice that's what i'm saying it felt like racist almost like they're just like ooh yeah. white Gringo, man yeah. i'm 30 years younger <laughs> than him but ooh For, like 50 she was yeah. like 40 something yeah i mean literally like, she and, just, and it wasn't like there was a built up thing it's just immediately i mean if they told me she that she was 50 love. like yeah i would definitely believe that but it was yeah, like mexican 50 it was like they immediately <laughs> yeah. she was in love with him immediately. Like well, there was no build up whatsoever. Well, I also noticed. Well, Stephen pointed out, and I noticed it after he did. I think there was some digital un like made like him look, look younger. Clint yeah, Eastwood? it could be because like his face sometimes didn't look as like looked like his last movie, which was three years ago, mm-hmm. or even Gran Torino. He looked old too, mm-hmm. but like his hands just looked decrepit. Oh, so yeah. like I'm just wondering if they did some de-aging on his face sometimes. Didn't yeah. help. And that's the other thing it too like, like with the romance how fast that moves. There, I don't feel like there's any character development in this because or like nothing that there are scenes that happen that like you would <clears throat> it, they're supposed to be portraying that but you never get the sense that like it's forced. he like that he's changed at all or that like the kid is what's bringing this on and the kid is so bad that his performance doesn't help that aspect of the film which is the whole theme of the book is like this kind of like redemption arc for him and 
So know, what did you think about the end where after, like, supposedly they built this connection and stuff? And then Clint was like, all right, go with him anyway. Yeah, and he stays in Mexico. Yeah, and he's just like, okay, bye. And he he goes, stays. Yeah, because it's just legal to just stay in Mexico forever. Yeah, the border is just like. It's a a fence. (laughs) There's no guard. There was no guard there. And they're just okay. It takes place in, what, 75, 78. But. Still, and also, uh, it's hard to believe. What about the police scene where, like, they were no. already like, okay, the bribe you're scene. like, federales. yeah, every time, there's every a cop. time, federales. I'm like, it's federales. Why does it just say police? <laughs> and then, like, I love at, that. And then afterwards, they were just like, and then, like, they're like, okay, well, we thought you had drugs, I guess you're good to go. And then he's like, here's some money, though. Yeah, and they're like, okay, <laughs> that's what we said. <laughs> they were gonna the leave. Cops. They're like, the but cops, oh, here this the sheriff. Oh no, I have this. I have. I have to find this guy. I have to hunt him down. Oh, but he uh, he told me my dog was old, so I'm gonna let him go. <laughs> yeah, uh, like you didn't know your dog was just fucking old. Well, he's I like, he's like, no, there's no, there's no cure Kyle, for old age. <laughs> Mexicans are idiots. Yeah, they he's need. Like, they need a third world fucking country, vet. He's like, he grabs his dog. He looks away. He's like, there's no cure for old age. <laughs> Oh my god, it was so funny. It's clearly a third world country where they can't understand that their <laughs> dog is just old. Yeah, dude, it's so bad. Like, yeah, they need a they need a wise gringo to tell them. Yeah, everything. the wise gringo One comes to town that knows everything about animals. Because knows he everything because he ra- helped. He rode horses. <laughs> well, he, he helped train. He trained the horses too. Kinda. He broke. Uh, he broke wild horses and. Um, you know, when the camera goes to him, he's he's just like moving, he's moving like this. We said that. And then, so <laughs> and then when it cut, cuts out, <laughs> but when it's Clint Eastwood, he's like, it's fucking Penny from Meyer. <laughs> I know. Was, he was just moving side to side. You're yeah. like, what the hell? And then when it zooms out, it's his uh, you can't 30 year old stunt hands. double. <laughs> like at least bring his hands up to like show that he's holding oh. a rope. His hands were down the it's whole time. So his shoulders are too bad. His shoulders go going like doing the cumbia. <laughs> like when he's. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh, it's excruciating, dude. I hated this movie so much. It was pretty bad. But um, I, didn't, I didn't just literally it. like the only thing I was like the look of it was like there were some, you know, it was shot decently and yeah, it like, was shot it decently. Looked, That's it why I didn't look where I like did. complete shit. Uh, but everything I can't think of as another thing that was redeemable though, and that's. That's why I'm at a one. I think you're right, but I still think I that this movie. once you get to bad or just bad. But I was looking at other like. That's where sometimes like when I have a tough time between like, okay, is it a one? Is it a one and a half? I'll like look at some of my other reviews. Like, here's my one and a half movies. Did I like it more than that? No, not even close. I should have <laughs> done that. So, yeah. you know, did you see who the cinematographer was? No. He did uh, Three Bold Boards, uh, Ebling. He did Guardians of the Galaxy, Captain Marvel. Yeah, that Dr. makes Strange. sense why it looked yeah, good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad yeah. we all realized it looked okay. Yeah. <laughs> and the writer was actually the writer of... Grand Trino and the Well, male. he's is yeah, he old but too? But he also, yeah, it's not his original screenplay. Yeah, exactly. He's always adapting things, and of course, maybe I need to rewatch Grand Torino because I know I liked it at the time, but maybe no, it's I think not it's still, great. I think it's still pretty good. I don't know. I mean, I think a lot of his movies are average at best, and they just get critical praise because it's Clint Eastwood or because it's like a this drama film. You know, it's it's they're very Oscar baity. A lot of his movies are. Uh, when they're bad, you know, they're bad and rightfully so. Like this, this, I think even giving this uh, mixed reviews is too generous, but a lot of his movies get like overpraised just because of the clout. 
Yeah. And uh, this is getting, you know, the reviews that it deserves. It's getting shit on. Uh, nine, not shit nine, on, but yeah. it's getting less than it normally would. Like, you know, I, th- I would say the mule's probably higher. Uh, some people didn't. Some people hate American Sniper. Some people love that. But, you know, it, That's definitely you have to go though. all the way back to Million Dollar Baby to get, you know, an Oscar picture. You no, know, I always think American Sniper is just the an Inglorious Bastards where they have the movie about the sniper. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it, they make fun of it for being nationalistic, and American Sniper is that version for us. Literally that, yeah. Yeah. And everyone's like, oh, my God, we're so amazing killing all those innocent people. Yeah. You forgot. Uh, you don't <laughs> we have to go. We were just trying to do their jet the, te- the Paris movie? No. You don't have that to go tra- that That far. movie, though, that's, a, 15, that's another example of, yeah, that, the, the, the train movie was another example of when he, when he actually makes a really bad movie, it still gets, like, mixed reviews. But. So you don't have to go as far back as Million Dollar Baby. Letters from Iwo Jima. Oh, okay. It's higher rated than. Yeah, but did that didn't win Best Picture? I know, but Million Dollar Baby won. You're best saying picture. Best Picture quality. It could have been. It could have been nominated. I don't know. I've never Oscar. seen that. I've never seen uh, Best Letters. Achievement and Sound. Letters I haven't two. seen it either. They got nominated There's for two of Most them. Picture of the Year. He did like two back to back, the same year they came out. What? Letters to Iwo Jima. And letters flag, from. Oh, flags no, of flags our of our fathers. Yeah. It's still the same. Yeah. One is from the. Japanese perspective and one is from the American perspective, I think. Uh, probably. I still have never Sounds seen Sounds about it. right. Um, and then, yeah, because Flags of Our Father is life stories of six men who raise a flag at Battle of Iwo Jima. Yeah. Point is, um, I am never going to look forward to a directed, a Clint Eastwood directed film from now on. If I never did. anymore. I mean, I never did before. I guess, like, The Mule, I'm still interested in The Mule, honestly. Like, I haven't watched I'm any still since interested Gran Torino. In it. I wouldn't have watched it. American this if Sniper we was before that. I have American Sniper. Like, again, it is that, like, I did what you wa- said, that oh, very national. Yeah, I did film. watch. Did American you watch Sully? No. With Tom Hanks? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's, that a, was that's, him? That's him, too. I didn't really love that either, though. That's a 74. Mm-hmm. It's his best rated movie in the last. That's the Tom years. Hanks, uh, the. He's a pilot. Oh, I thought it was the hijack one. No, he lands it in Upside the Hudson down. or in the that river, or whatever. Yeah, ah, Hudson, that's Hudson right. River I did watch down. That. You remember he lands it upside I down. I did watch that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't remember what I felt about it. So clearly, it it's wasn't that great. <laughs> if it was amazing, right. I would remember anyway. that. One star. Um, do you have anything? I have two. Okay. You can go. I watched a little film known as It Comes at Night. A mm. Oh, you watched it. I did. did what did you DS think? Because I feel like this is a slow one for you. Oh, you've never seen it, right? I have not seen oh. it. It's a slow one. Um, I think we might be on the same page here for this one. No. Oh, no. You, you liked it. Yeah. <laughs> you liked okay. it. Yeah, I liked it. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> Yeah, I, I, I like this movie a lot. I liked its take on... It's a zombie movie. Mm. Said, I mean, it's, it is a zombie... You don't know exactly. Yeah, it's, that's, it's, it's ambiguous. It's supposed to be ambiguous. But the dad... You don't know if that's a dream or not, though. That's never, that's look, never laid out clearly. You see, the, you see this, the, the, uh, the hole where he was buried later. Yeah, but it's, I think it's still supposed to be ambiguous. Uh-huh. I think that's the point, is it's supposed to be ambiguous. I, I also saw this when it came out. <laughs> yeah, I, so. I saw this a while back. It's been a while. It's four years. 
Anyway. Yeah, it's been a while. Anyway. I haven't seen it in four years. Then. It comes at night, directed by Trey Edward Schultz, who also did Krisha, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yep. And Waves. So mm-hmm. um, pretty well-known director, or not well-known, but I guess liked by a lot of people. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's it's... It is a take on a zombie movie, whether or not it's real or not. It still is based on a zombie apocalypse, they think, at least. So you have a family that board, like, basically boards down, locks down their house um, because they believe that their father was infected by the zombie virus or whatever it ends up being. They don't know how he got it. They don't know how this whole started because you don't get any of the, the classic media outlets that are telling you that this is a zombie apocalypse. It is a very um, small movie. It's based basically within a hundred yard radius between a house and the woods. Um, and you don't really, well, I guess it's more than a hundred yards because technically Chris Abbott is like eight miles away or 10 miles away from wherever they, they are. So he goes to his family, whatever. But um, definitely a slow burner, but I don't mind slow burners. I don't know because the I witch. I love full core and they're all slow burn. And I love slow burns because it gives you that sense of dread. And this movie definitely did that. You the entire time you don't see the threat ever. You just there's just this um, omnipotent force that. You're just trying to know if it's real or not. And by the end, you still don't know because it is very ambiguous. And I think that that helps in the overall tension of the movie. Um, Joel Edgerton's in it. Always very good to great. Kelvin Harrison Jr., our Mm. boy. Always great. Always great. Always. Love Kelvin (laughs) Harrison Jr. Um, You have Christopher Abbott, who is always very good to great. Riley Keough, who is good to great to good to very good. Um, so a very good cast. Um, yeah, but I liked it. There was, I just thoroughly enjoyed that. Like I said, the overall sense of just this omnipotent present that you don't know if what it is because you never see it. You, you see like glimpses of what it could be. You see, well, you hear what it, is but you never necessarily see what it is and you is it either is it real is it delirium is it desperation what is it who cares it works um and yeah all the performance is great like i said overall feel if a movie can make you can can make you feel the way it's intended to make you feel and it does that very successfully then you can't really hate on the movie. Um, biggest complaint is it was pretty repetitive. Um, and it never really reached its preface. Like it never reached that the bar that was set because it could have, I feel like it could have done a lot, like could have been a lot scared, bigger and like more fearful. And that would have, you know, like the witch, you you never see it. 
and you really never see it. And that climax. And is, that climax is like, oh, you boom. see it. I mean, I mean kind of. Yeah. Yeah. You still get the, I think that like pays off better. Yeah. And that climax pays off. Yeah. This one. The end scene in the witch. Oh, in this, chills. the ending of this yeah. is pretty predictable. <laughs> um, and like I said, it's pretty repetitive. It's like this happened. They do this, 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 and then this happens. And it's like, Okay, now they got to solve this problem, and then boom, 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 and then this happens, and then they solve this problem, and it's like, you know, it's just like the only way this moves along is if a problem happens. Yeah, you could see it as a good thing or a bad thing. Yeah, because and the witch it's it for, works. Well, because that is constantly. Yeah, you could see this what I'm about to say as a good thing or a bad thing because it's four years old. Because I watched it four years ago, but there is one scene that really stands out. Or I, well, I guess two. Besides, like the visions, which the, you know, the imagery alone kind of stands out. The the scene between the uh, Christopher Abbott and Joel Edgerton in that that house. Remember where they're like that tension. Do you remember the, the where they whiskey, where they're drinking? Um, whiskey, scotch in the study. They're like, they are not letting them leave. I think. Yeah. They're so like he them. yeah he wants him to leave. He wants to check on the son to make sure he's not sick. And he won't let him. He won't let him. And yeah. then he pulls a gun on him. And then yeah. she walks out. I think so. Pulls yeah. a gun on him. Yeah. Yeah. That's like what I remember. <laughs> what about it? That it that you could say it as a good thing or a bad thing that that's the only scene I remember or that it's a good thing because I watched it four years ago and something stands out. Oh, no. That that scene is very. That's what I'm saying is like from that for scene, a movie four or five yeah. years old. Like, do you expect to remember anything or if you remember something is that good? good. So is it good or bad? great that scene was very good and that's that gave it the half star bump like mm-hmm. toward the because i was like fringing on you know the rating and then i watched that scene unfold and that whole like he goes you know why don't you trust him why don't you believe in him and he goes you never seen people desperate like they wouldn't do that and yeah. joel edgerton's like well you never seen desperate people and yeah. then that's kind of where it leads into where um you know he hears the kid cough kelvin harrison hears the kid coughing um, and he comes in and says, I think Andy, si- Andrew's sick. And then, um, you know, it goes from there. I also, the, the fact that the kid was found in the grandpa's bedroom never really panned out. You never really understood why he did that. And like, they kind of made it a point to make sure that that was inserted and like, you know, like there's like, did he sleepwalk? They say no, but it's like. Why even have that in there? Because there was no reasoning behind it. It didn't do anything for the movie. Like it didn't like he wasn't sick or he was like it just didn't yeah. do anything for me because it didn't resolve itself. So it felt like it was unnecessary. Yeah. Um. So just little little things like that. What what hurt it a lot, but or not a lot, but hurt it. Um. But yeah, that scene what you're talking about specifically was awesome. And then. You know, when they, they get outside and then they do all that. And then it was pretty intense, very intense scene. And I thought that that was like very awesome. Um, so that's what gave me the half star bump and it's up to a four star, light four star, but four star, 77 out of 100. Cool. Um, I have three more. Jacob, how many do you have? Two, both talked about before. On the show. Oh, yeah. Right. yeah. Well, technically <coughs> one was a premium, so. Oh, okay. 
Um, okay, so let me burn through one of these. Which one do I want to talk about? I'll just go in time in uh, chronological order. Uh, so I watched a little film called Croupier, uh, which is a dealer in a casino, which is about I guess what they're called in uh, the UK. So this stars Clive Owen, and <laughs> I actually got this recommendation from Sam Levine. You know who Sam Levine is? No. Adam Levine's brother? No, Sam Levine from <laughs> Inglorious Bastards. I, anyway, yeah, he's a, he does a he's on he's on um yeah another podcast a lot and recommended this. Uh, I think I was listening to a random episode too, but I just looked it up randomly and saw that it was on um I think it was on Netflix. So it's from nineteen ninety eight and it stars Clive Owen and it is about uh an aspiring writer who becomes a croupier at a casino because his dad sets it up for him. Um, and then he realizes that uh, working as a croupier, he can write a great novel about this person. And it uh, it is very good. The, I think this could be like a really, really good movie or an amazing movie with like a little bit of a better budget, basically, is what it comes down to, I think. There are some dated things in it and lower budget things in it that bring it down. But there is... Uh, a great angle on, I guess, just identity and himself. And then there's a good twist at the end too. So a lot of the things that we love, just like being Nolan fans and I don't know, Fincher fans, things like that. Uh, who's this directed by? I should look Mike, Mike Hodges. Hodges. Yeah. Who didn't really, I was, just yeah, he, yeah, he he's got a done. very eclectic, uh, filmography, <laughs> this guy. Um, but yeah, I liked it a lot. And, uh, Clive Owen is great as you should expect. Um, I didn't. <laughs> yeah, no, I uh, I just really liked it, how the plot how the plot moves along. It was very quickly paced. It's it's only an hour and a half long, so it's a very easy watch if you guys are interested. Um, like I said, great character development and a twist at the end that is kind of set up. It's not it's not like an amazing payoff. They do set it up throughout the film. Uh, they don't give you like a lot of hints towards it, so it doesn't feel as like rewarding to see it pay out in that in that regard but uh if you like casino movies or anything it's not like a huge you know it's not like martin scorsese's casino it's like a very like middle of the road and the his casino manager even says that he's like there's these small casinos that are shitty there's the big ones like the massive you know vegas ones and then there's us we're like right in the middle and that's where it kind of plays in this space the whole time of like being right in the middle um yeah super super interesting and um he i don't know just rides this line of like being the guy that you think he is in the beginning and then turning into this character that he's actually writing so he's writing the novel from the standpoint or from the viewpoint of this this character and he is kind of like turning into that character if that makes sense like a much shittier version of of who he is (laughs) Uh, but he's like super good at the job too. So like, as soon as he shows up to the casino, he's just like a badass at this because his dad taught him all this these like card tricks and stuff. So he's like super good at it, and it just gives him this like this way into this casino. Uh, but in terms of the film, there's some weird editing choices that are n- not the best, just like cuts and things like that. Uh, like I said, there's like a dated looking sound to it, um, just because I don't think it had the best equipment to use because of the budget. There's like some fight scenes that have those really like fake and corny. Yeah. Really bad sound effects. 
Um, and then some, whatever, a weird additional scene. Oh yeah. There's just like, there was a part where he goes home with this waitress. I, I didn't feel like added anything to the movie again. I guess you could come back to editing. Like that probably could have been cut in it. I feel like it didn't affect the movie at all. Um, but yeah, and then the twist at the end, that's the only other nitpick that I have is like, I think it's good. They work it into the movie, but it's not um, satisfying. It's not as satisfying as it could be. They could have set it up probably a little bit better. But yeah, super quick and easy watch. And if you're interested, I think it's on Netflix still is where I watched it. So yeah. Oh, what did I give it? I gave it a four. Four stars. Boom. Boom. How much more do you have, Josh? I have one more. Uh, okay, go ahead, Jacob. I do want to say one of the movies you watch, I was literally about to watch. So, and The next one that I'm going to talk about then, I'm guessing? Is it uh, the one about illnesses? and? Oh, no, oh, no, no, no. The yeah. next one is not that. Yeah, if I go in chronological order, then no. No. Yeah. Have you ever seen that, though? Which one? Contagion. Yeah. Oh, you have seen it? Okay. Yeah, I and I liked it a lot. Mm. That but was my first time watching it's it. It's extremely accurate. <laughs> but especially now that everybody knows how accurate it is now. But at the time, it's like kind of a... I guess I should get in this when you talk about it. But yeah, save it. Go ahead. <laughs> what are you going to talk about right now? So I rewatched uh, Midsummer. Mm. That has been on my list because I have the director's cut. It has been on my list. So Ari Aster finally rewatched it. Uh, I've watched Hereditary multiple times at this point, but Midsummer I had only ever seen the first time I watched it. Why do you think that is? Because <laughs> it didn't grab me as much as Hereditary it's not did. As good. So I wanted to. I've been wanting to rewatch it forever. So I finally like, okay, why not? It just popped up on Prime. It was like recommended. I'm like, okay. It's speaking to me. So mm-hmm. I watch it. And I feel pretty much the same about it as I did the first time. I mean, rating-wise, same as I feel the first time. It's a supremely well-done movie. Like <laughs> acting. Florence Pugh, anyway. Some of the side people, not as great. Uh, I love the accuracy of like Midsummer. I don't, I mean, obviously not the, when you get to the super cultish parts of it, but if you look up, literally Google Midsummer, it, you're like, oh, <laughs> it looks exactly like this movie, like from the weird symbolism thing, like the main point where they dance around to the Maypole. Is that what it's called? Mm-hmm. The Maypole? Mm-hmm. I think so. I don't, I just watched <laughs> it. And I did not uh, glean that. So yeah, the May pole is literally the same in real midsummer. Mm-hmm. The Maybe. fire burning something is in midsummer. <laughs> like if you look up pictures, I'm like, oh, that's scary. I hope it's nothing like this midsummer. But yeah, it, it one of the reasons that it hurts it so much for me is it's not scary. Right. And like a horror movie need for me. I mean, most horror movies don't scare me anymore, but, is but it horrific. It is horrific. But no, even go. that is pretty mild, though. It's it takes a horrific. long, long build up before it gets horrific. Well, you're putting it in a box now. You're saying that it has to be horror. N- no, I didn't. Say yeah, that. you're saying it should be. 
Is it trying to be? Yes. I th- I mean, movie. I think so. A thousand percent is. Mm, I don't know. Maybe not. And but I don't know if that would affect it so much. I do think there's something maybe I'm missing here with it, but overall it, it's kind of predictable from like just the main look at it. Like I knew what was going to happen and when I watched it the first time and it it telegraphs pretty much like it's elevated but it's exactly it this story's been like kind of done where you have the foreign people coming in there's this darkness that's going to unfold before them and they're probably going to end up being sacrificed like that is pretty like obvious so looking at it from on. a horror movie angle so if you look at from <laughs> that angle if you take do you it think from it's more concerned with scaring you or do you think it's more concerned with giving you portraying relationships and toxic relationships in a certain light but if it is doing that which is pretty apparent too it almost seems like overly apparent yeah i think it's trying to do multiple things but because yeah. he is like like the boyfriend yeah it is kind of realistic in the point that you can kind of empathize with the things that he's doing right like but at the same time he, he's always portrayed as a douchebag and he does a douchebag thing and then she's mad about it so like that is not it's not subtle right i mean everywhere you look says it's a horror no film, so. but well yeah, yeah no it's shit horrific. it's a there yeah. of course <laughs> and i'm not gonna lie the horrific movies can like, have multiple genres yeah. if like, they if this is based on the relationship more than horror it makes it even worse like okay something that does like this multiple genre bending thing like amazingly parasite right has horrific things, but also says so much outside of that and is so complex and does it amazingly. Whereas I don't feel like this does it. And I do think this is a amazing looking movie. Oh my God. It's a beautiful movie. Yeah. Mm. It's beautiful. But I don't know. Just some, the outside character. Florence Pugh is amazing. And, but like the other and her, everyone else is not. But I don't think that's their fault either. Like they, they do the job well, but it's not like I don't it, remember anybody being bad except no for one maybe is, Jack Will Poulter. No, I'd say Will Poulter's worse than Jack Rayner. Yeah. Well, Jack Rayner's worse because he's a lead, more of a lead. I don't think he's bad at all though in it. I think he's pretty his bad. performance. Maybe I don't know. But it's like super enjoyable, but just compared to Hereditary, it's not at all on that level. But it's still great, <laughs> like good, really good. What I remember, yeah. Hereditary is yeah. What Hereditary is one of the best horror movies ever made. But it's it's very much a classic horror movie. Exactly, also. where this, this is, is not, not yeah. at all, and that's that's a distinction I get. Yeah, and. It didn't. I didn't really move my dial this time. I still enjoy this movie. It does feel long. I was gonna say it. The last forty-five minutes is just drag. Because I on. think Hereditary is around the same length. It's like a twenty minutes short, longer or shorter. I think it's shorter. Yeah. Bare, uh, twenty, 20 minutes, minutes. Nothing yeah. though. And which you could have easily cut twenty minutes out of Midsummer. Easy. Yeah. I don't know because it felt nest. I mean, maybe not necessary, but like I don't feel like it felt overly long. It just. It was a little bit boring. Like the intro is really long though compared to when they finally get there. You could say that this is going for a slow burn where Hereditary is not a slow burn. It's mm. just a longer it's just a long horror movie. 
Yeah. Yeah, because two hours for horror is yeah, pretty long. long. Yeah. And yeah, I'm I'm super excited for what he does next, but which is I don't oh think yeah, he's talked wait. about anything, has he? He's gotta have something in development. There's no way. Because Hereditary he's was super young, was he's only done two movies. Yeah. So two years, he's gotta have something. I don't think there's any credits for anything <coughs> though. But yeah. Obviously it's like technically it's Disappointment amazing. Boulevard. There you go. But that's yeah, technically it's amazing. Got a cast. Joaquin. Michael Gandalf. <laughs> if Joaquin I want to recommend a movie to someone, yeah, this is an easy recommendation. Is but it? Yeah. I mean, if you're actually into horror and like you've to seen a, everything. I wouldn't say somebody into horror. I would say somebody into film. Film. Yeah, film. De- easy recommendation. Most film, film buffs though. have seen this already by now. But yeah. yeah. If they haven't, then check it out. I guess to people, even... Any, someone with a cursory interest in things that aren't the mouth breathers, as like I would say, I would find this movie well done and something to enjoy. But I just compared to Hereditary, it's definitely a step down. Yeah, this isn't. Uh, what's that movie come out? This isn't a mouthful of air. This is Hereditary. Or this is Midsummer. <laughs> but yeah, I I still enjoyed it quite a bit. Didn't move the dial for me this time. But I do feel like there may be some things I'm missing just because there is a lot of symbolism in this movie. Oh, my God. But some of it is, like, obvious, and it happens in it. Like, it shows you, and you're like, oh, this is probably going to happen, and then it happens. Mm-hmm. Like the pube hair the and end. stuff. Oh. But, yeah, the end. The end is, too. like, the most obvious. Yeah. <laughs> But still really, really, really well done movie. But yeah, I ended still. I'm still at the strong teetering to the edge of four. <laughs> Act, yeah, three and a half. Strong. Cool. All right, I'm going to do one more and then Josh can go and then I'll finish, I guess. Or well, Jacob has another one. Yeah, that's going to take half a second because I really don't. You just want to do okay. it now? <laughs> no, I'll, I'll go. I'll go. Um. Okay, next I watched Captain Fantastic from 2016. This was also a first time watch for me. Uh, it's been recommended a couple times. And it was funny, it's, as soon as I watched this, I don't know if it's my phone listening to me as usual, uh, but I kept seeing posts, recommended posts from stills of this movie with like the clips of dialogue or like scenes or whatever, you know, on Instagram, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, uh, I liked Captain Fantastic quite a bit. Um, I think I had higher expectations some people that were recommending it saying it was like amazing um i do think it's really good and have you either of you seen this no No. i've heard of it though okay i'll give you a quick rundown that basically this um guy raises his kids kind of to live off the land and in the wilderness uh but he teaches that like not just like to be wild people but to like um have a better understanding of everything that we I don't know if we take for granted uh, as a way to say it. He teaches him like very philosophical views um, to like learn everything. So like they'll learn multiple languages. They'll learn multiple religions. They'll learn like everything instead of like an American school system. You would learn like these certain particular things. Yeah. yeah. So he teaches them everything. Um, And I I like this. (laughs) I like the, the idea that they're kind of putting across here. The problem is sometimes it feels a little heavy handed and a little... 
I guess, corny in the way that they uh, work it in. Um, but it does come up the there's a very interesting point in the film where it comes across uh, that this might not be the best thing for the kids, like how he's raising them. So this whole time you're thinking, well, oh, these kids are geniuses. Like mm-hmm. they read all these books, they know all these languages. You think that they're geniuses. And then there comes a point where it's like, well, they don't even know like basic social etiquette, um, you know, just street smarts, things like that. And it gets them in trouble and it gets them hurt and things like that. And so there's an interesting point where it's like, well, maybe this isn't the best for them. And I don't really think it comes down on either side, which is is a good thing. It kind of gives you like the middle. It just finishes in the middle by the end of the movie. Like they kind of get the best of of both worlds, I would say. So, of course, it has that nice, clean, tight bow on top that, you know, they're mm-hmm. not choosing sides. I think they're that's kind of the point of it is they're saying that, well, yeah, kids need school and a system and to socialize. But our school system is not the way that they should be learning. They should be learning multiple things, just completely different anyway. Um, and then there's just some, of course, like small, I guess, logical flaws I guess I would say like the mom so spoilers for the first five minutes of the movie the mom uh, dies and they are the reason that they leave their home is to go to her funeral but her parents don't want the dad to go to the funeral which is Viggo Mortensen who is amazing by the way Uh, so they they don't want her uh, he doesn't want her to get buried because it's against her belief like to be buried in the ground she wants to be cremated and like literally flushed down a toilet which is uh, a funny joke um but they say like the mom was practicing law before this and if it was in her like will and testament to do this but it just doesn't make sense that it was never like i guess legalized i don't really know how it works but like if you're a lawyer and you write down in your will and testament this is what i want to happen to my body after I die, wouldn't that be the thing that gets executed? Like in the end? You would think. You mm, Legally, some things can get a little hazy. So her dad is also a lawyer, I guess I should say. But it just doesn't make sense that she can't, like that her own wishes aren't fulfilled because... There's like, actually, it turns out, wills aren't like very strong anymore and they change it to something else I don't remember the name of. Yeah. Anyway, okay, so that was just I don't that was just like one question they had. Um Yeah, just the, there's like some corny stuff, some heavy handed stuff. I'm not gonna get too far into it, but um yeah, it's uh that's the most interesting thing is just the the dilemma between how they're learning and how they're being raised versus this structured system. And I like the message that it that it's putting across. I just think it's how it's delivered isn't the best. Um, there's some great shots. Viggo Mortensen is great, and there's a lot of young. He's always great. There's a lot of young actors and child actors too, and I thought all of them were actually really good. Nothing to complain about there, which is new for once, as we usually complain about child actors. So I liked it a lot. I gave it a three point five. Cool, cool. You said Jacob, uh, Josh, and then Jacob, and then. I watched a little movie called Haunt. It is a Shudder original. I have Shudder, barely ever use it, even though I love horror films. And I was in a horror film mood because it was 52 degrees and rainy. And it felt great. 
So I put it on. And I did see Captain Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> you remember any of that when I was yeah. talking about it? Yeah, after you started talking about it, but I didn't want to interrupt you. Oh. Anyway, continue. <laughs> um, any rating on it or you, you don't know? I have it was no, too long ago. I watched it forever. It's probably yeah. when it came out because it's when only like 2017, 2016. Yeah, yeah, literally way back. I saw Vico Morrison. I'm like, carry <laughs> on my wayward son. <coughs> don't they sing that at the end of it? Um, no, it's Sweet Child of Mine. Sweet Child of Mine, that's it. <laughs> you were close, though. Close. close Classic enough. rock, that's all the same. <laughs> all the same. Anyway, continue. Yeah, so I watched a little film called... Oh, shit. <laughs> like I said, Haunt. It is directed by Scott Beck and Brian Woods, who are obviously small, because this is a Shutter film. Um, but it was one of their first originals, I think, when they started doing originals. Scott Beck and oh no one Haunt? of Hutter Shutters oh, maybe maybe I don't know I think I know Revenge was one of their first ones anyway um, so basically this is your classic it's Halloween night your this high school dance at a, at a you know Halloween themed um, and these um, you have your love interest the, the dorky girl um, and the somewhat Jack meet up. They end up liking each other, blah, 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 blah. Um, and so on Halloween, they wanted to go to a haunted house or party slash haunted house, blah, blah, blah. They want to do Halloween related stuff. Um, and this kid got a flyer for an extreme haunted house, it called it. So um, so they full g- disclosure, we did work at a haunted house. Yeah, we did. That Terrible. Worst job. For Never do that. <laughs> Don't do it. It was fun. Preparation was fun. Preparation fun. sucked because <laughs> you're standing for eight hours and you can't pee ever. And, and you have to yell the whole time. And you have to milk jugs. <laughs> um, anyway, um, so yeah, so it's extreme one. So basically it's your, that's a haunted house that's actually real. You know, like the whole cliche of, oh, I'm at a haunted house that everything you think is fake and it's not. So um, yeah, they get there. It's like, X amount of miles away from town. They go there. They have to sign a waiver. They, they think it's all cool and stuff. They end up putting, they have to put their cell phones in this lockbox to make it like authentic experience or whatever. Um, and so they go through and basically they see all this stuff. They think it's fake. Ends up obviously being real. They don't, they don't find that out until part of their group starts going missing so it's very cliche and very tropey, but it's fun. And the haunted house would remind you of Dave Made a Maze. Hell yeah. A lot of cool practical. You can tell they really like this they built this entire set out. It had a map and everything, and the map was actually directly correlated to the actual um haunted house they were in. So like you saw the different rooms that they were in and it was corresponding directly to what you actually saw so that was kind of cool um you could tell the budget wasn't much at all like it was probably it was definitely micro budget so under under five million by a landslide it was probably under a million um nobody actors there was one guy the like drunken boyfriend that she like broke up with to get with this jock guy or not get with him but as a result of um he was recognizable, but everyone else wasn't. 
and they all wear these cool like masks that didn't look very scary but they all wore masks and they took their faces off and they all were like deformed faces so like body dysmorphia so like one of them was like a tattoo artist he had like added like big cheekbones had like ridges along his jaw that looked really good cool and really good um so they were all like misfits that ended up getting a haunted house together and wanted just ended up killing a bunch of people because of that so it's basically like like an extreme bloody version of home alone (laughs) so because they had like all these like traps and um, like they had this tunnel that if more than one person went in at a time, it was weighted. So it would have a trap door and drop in. So they all had to individually go through. And the one girl was close, too close. And she ended up whatever. But um, and it was like a like the haunted house that we did. Like you have your track and then you have all the behind. Yeah. Where you move one cool thing corridors. about working in a haunted house, you got to see all the trap, the secret doorways and yeah. corridors and so like being all the way working in a haunted house, yeah. seeing all this yeah. was kind of cool, too. Like because we experienced that. We saw that all the trap the doors cool and, the, and the behind the scenes of all the, the track. secret. Yeah. And that was really windows cool. Windows and um, shit. Obviously, some pretty gruesome kills, as you can expect. Really cool. Like some <laughs> awesome kills, actually. Some of those that you're like, oh, shit, like you didn't think they would show it. And they do. Um, so, yeah, it was it was a fun movie. I, it was very short. I think hour and a half, maybe hour 45 max. And if it was anywhere near two hours, it f- absolutely flew by if it was. Um, but, yeah, it's fun. Good. Good Halloween film. Throw it in the rotation if you haven't seen it. Hey, we're about to hit October here. So. And if you're looking for a fun horror film that you just turn. Like you're just intentionally turn your brain off and just want to see cool kills and October is for pumpkin beers and horror movies. Yep, and I uh, both of which I hate, <laughs> and I love I'll not it. Be doing either. So that's why. We're yeah. So that being said, Hunt is a three star movie. Had a lot of fun with it. Sounds about right. Like the like, I only expected so much, and it hit. What I expected, so didn't hate it. Jacob, you're gonna go real quick. Want to know how I got these scars? <laughs> I watched Dark Knight. We had a whole premium about it, so I'm not gonna talk about because you better watch. Just watch the premium. Listen. Watch the premium. Listen to the premium. You can listen to the premium at SouthernCinema.BankCamp.com for a minimum donation of one dollar. Now, now, <laughs> We're just now. A donut at the time now. you could listen to fucking free. freeloaders. No more free episodes. You could listen to this episode for free, but was a donut donut wall. I did. We did have a Chris Nolan premium where I, we talked about the Dark Knight trilogy. No, we had a Dark Knight premium. Was it only Dark Knight? Yeah, yeah and then we did Chris Nolan after that. Remember? Damn. Well, we seen. <laughs> I've seen every Chris Nolan film. Ever. Oh yeah, all the greatest. But that is Dark Knight is the only movie I can say that. I've seen in theaters more than two times. We saw it three. I saw it four times in theaters. And it holds up so well. This is the superhero movie. Which superhero is kind of a stretch. Mm-hmm. It's Batman I mean, superhero. Superhero is basically a guy that fights a a villain and has a childhood trauma. Well, he fits that. Office. But... Yeah, I mean, it's perfect as a superhero. It's the pinnacle you could get as a superhero movie. You're stunned by 
an extremely competent director. V. Christopher Nolan. Maya's tenant. And <laughs> rewatch him. When I can have subtitles on, so I can HBO Max is on right there. Yeah, so I can read what it's saying. You can rewatch it tonight. Hmm. <laughs> I didn't hate Tenet. That's like it, it was good, but just better than Insomnia. No, 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 <laughs> no, no, no. Then you no. guys didn't watch the film. I did watch it. <laughs> First movie I saw in pandemic after pandemic. Well, we're still. I drove it. to Ohio to see it. I did. I had to drive to Ohio, and I was the only one of two people in the theater. But yeah, uh, it's the Dark Knight. I mean, Heath Ledger's magnus opus. I don't know what else to say about it. Watch it. Listen to our podcast if you want to hear more about it. Five star. Perfection. Six out of five. Six out of five. <laughs> I mean, obviously, there's <laughs> things that if I want to nitpick, like some of that, Chris Nolan's okay, action. Okay, not a six out of five. Not a six out Chris of five. Chris Nolan's <laughs> action. And six a little out of five. suspect. Some people fall without getting punched. Like, whatever. It is what it is. But, like, this is a, like, I endlessly, I'll watch this movie. I've probably seen it 30 times. I, I'm sure this is probably the most seen movie of mine other than Lord of the Rings. Cool. Okay. I'm going to finish us off here, as I love to do. He loves to finish us off. Us and Dandelions. <laughs> finish those Dan- <laughs> <laughs> I just hope I don't get tan. What is it? Tannic? Tannins. Yep. Tannins. Hope you guys are. Tannic is, is the feeling of tannins. Well, if something tastes tannic. Okay. I hope you guys aren't as tannic as the Dandelions. Okay. Um, More so. If I keep drinking that bullshit, it will be. <laughs> I uh, finally got around to watching Contagion. I wanted to watch this during the pandemic. Um, I watched it. But never pulled the trigger. When it first came out. Well, good for you. So Contagion is actually a Steven Soderbergh film. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's fucking stacked cast as every Soderbergh film is. uh, Written by Scott Burns also. Who wrote, uh, I think, some of the Bourne movies. Um, So yeah, this is just about a... A virus that shows up out of nowhere and basically how it spreads and it gives you like a timeline and everything and kind of what um, sh- puts you in the shoes of different roles you know the head of the CDC uh, what a journalist would go through what an average day family would go through um, so yeah watching this now was definitely crazy and this is much worse than COVID obviously um, but it's funny if you listen to what they actually say in the movie, the way that it's portrayed is like, if you get this, you're dead. Like in the movie, it kind of feels like that. But if you actually are paying attention and you listen, it only gives it a mortality rate of like 25% or something like that. So one in four, which is extremely high. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. That is very, very high. But it's not it's not so Hollywood and like so blown out of the water like a zombie movie, right? Where like, oh, if you get this, you're fucked. Like you're dead no matter what. This is something where it's like, yes, it is an extremely deadly transmittable disease, but it also only has a mortality rate of 25%. So like, I mean, if you're playing odds at the casino and you bet on 75%, then that's the best odds you're ever going to get, right? So keeping that into consideration, right? It still is extremely high and and just watching how these things play out and what they go through with a mortality rate of 25% is insane. And yeah, it seems very 
realistic in the approach and just like the tension that it builds from that, like the, uh, I, I don't know. I just like some people would watch this, like, especially nowadays and be like, Oh my God, like the fear mongering going on and stuff like that. And it does take that approach. Like, right. What the journalist thinks is like, no, I like, I found this natural holistic cure, right? Like they're, they're pushing these things for their own, you know, like big pharma needs or whatever. But all the people that are looking behind the scenes at like the CDC and stuff are like, no, we're just literally trying to get on the eight, like behind the ball on this and stop it. Very reminiscent of what we're going through now. <laughs> so as someone in the medical field, <clears throat> contagion is the movie that we always, we talked about this in school. I bet. Yeah. Yeah. Like this is like, so accurate like everyone in the pharmacy field was a fan of this movie yeah. because of how accurate it was and it actually didn't do well i don't believe it's 70 out of score no i mean like, just like oh, sales, overall commercially yeah, like, yeah i mean this it, came out in 2011 when it's I didn't like hear about it it's funny they talk about like when we because we were in high school when um h1n1 was going around swine flu and stuff uh, did pretty well 136 million the budget was 60 so it made double i mean yeah. Not bad. Yeah. $136 I mean, it, million is good. Something what I would expect from a, a soda. I mean, film. I watched it before pharmacy school, but in pharmacy school, we were all talking every, like this movie was mentioned multiple times and how accurate it was with how you would respond in a pandemic. And then we lived through one and you realize, wow, this movie is pretty accurate. So how. that's where I came in. Kind of some of my appreciation for it comes from is like actually being in a pandemic. And I think, if you were to watch it back then and not like seeing a lot of these aspects, you would take a lot of it for granted. Like the, I'm sure the re the research and like detail they in this movie lot, yeah. yeah, is like so top notch that, but you would watch it in 2011 and be like, yeah, like, Oh, whatever. Like this is all just, you know, made up when it's like, no, this is actually pretty and factual. And then you live through a pandemic. You're like, wow, this is what happened. Like, yeah, exactly. Timeline wise of what we did. Right. So like there's definitely that appreciation for it. There's just a couple things that like, it really just comes down to, I guess, how they, how they, how the plot plays out. Like it needs to be either longer or people need to be cut out because they try to juggle a lot. There's a lot of things. Like I said, they try to give you every vantage point possible with the journalist, the average family, the, doctor, uh, the CDC, sure. yeah. you know, there's multiple doctors. Marion Cochard is brought in, but she's really only in it for like a little bit. Like she doesn't get enough time. It, it's just, it's trying to juggle too much. And then my question is, this was actually a debate between uh, me and the person I watched it with was, is the, would the lottery scene, is that accurate to like what would actually happen if there was a vaccine that was only being made so fast and it was, you had the same amount of susceptibility, right? Like, so if like COVID, we gave the vaccine to the elderly first, right? Cause they were more susceptible and uh, they were at a higher risk. So they got it first before us. But like if everybody was at the same risk and everybody was at a level playing field and everybody wanted or the number of people that wanted the vaccine was so high that the demand couldn't keep up, would they do a lottery like this with the birthdays? So that does seem fair. I mean, every country did handle it differently. We went by the oldest first because the elderly matter. <laughs> China did not do that. They went younger first, older last because they're they don't add to society anyway. So they're like, well, we want to keep the people alive who add to society. I mean, they're going to die soon anyway. Let them die. 
So like they did, they did it the opposite of how we did it. They went like younger first and then went up and we went older first and went down. So, I mean, it's not unbelievable that that is a possibility. But how it's handed out though through the lottery, through the birthday lottery system. Is that, I don't think so because just the logistics of that would be too much. Is it like the draft? Do you remember the Vietnam draft where they would roll like yeah it was a lottery ball dice a lottery ball and it would give you a birthday and everyone born on that day had was drafted that's exactly so if that, that yeah they're that just following happened. the rules of the draft yeah. then I, guess, I don't think so there was three hundred sixty five balls they just rolled them out and said yeah. anybody with these born on these days can get the vaccine I would mm-hmm. say no because like one of the things with like diseases like COVID for example is herd immunity is the main thing we want to hit right so we just want to get the maximum people who possible get it so that we can mitigate the risk for everyone else and there's also people who are like immunocompromised for example what if they get what if they never get the lottery they're they're the most likely to die even i mean there's no way that something can be a equal chance of people dying so immunocompromised like across the board there's no like there is no disease that's going to be just Okay, everybody has the same risk. It just because there's too much variation. Could you argue immunocompromised would be similar to elderly? No, because elderly aren't immunocompromised. So from what what I'm saying, what I know in terms of volatility, like I mean, like in fairness, yeah, getting certain people, but this is assuming that like the disease kills the same rate among all age groups, all ethnicities, yeah, 25% all of people. like cases. And that's just, that's not going to happen. Cause the way that, I don't know if you remember how it, the, the virus is created, it would be similar to H1N1, which I don't know. I don't remember back then how that was like who that affected more or not. Like uh, every, uh, that one was a special case cause it, was affecting young people too. Yeah, that's what this most, virus was. Yeah, because it came from a exactly. pig and a bat. Which, like most diseases, like f- normal flu kills old people. Like everybody should get a flu shot. But if we don't get a flu shot, yeah, it sucks to get the flu, but we're not going to die from the flu. Mm. Old people do die from the flu. A in lot. bunches <laughs> every year. Is it like 1.4 million or it's something? It's a lot every year. And so that's why they should get it. And why swine flu was so special is because it was killing young people because their immune system is so strong. It was overreacting and killing them because it was acting so strong against the virus. It was, it was causing them to die. Yeah. Well, that's what in this, like kids were di- like little kids were dying in yeah. the movie. Yeah. Because it was from some rare virus yeah like h1n1 or covid sure yeah or covid yeah yeah so quick side note so yeah i mean covid is killing kids too but mm, quick side note the, the writer that you're talking about did write a born mm-hmm. also wrote a lot of soderberg informant side effects mm. yeah he scott burns yeah, he's worked with he also lot. directed and wrote the report Ooh, yes good one i like the report yeah but and he wrote the best born, the born ultimatum. So, Maybe. yeah, <laughs> I don't think they would ever do a lottery because as fair as that seems, think about the backlash that would cause. Yeah. 
Okay. That's what versus like, like saying we're going to do old people first. Like everyone can get, I mean, here we'll get on board with that. Like, yeah, you should, you know, affect, you should protect grandma. But the, the panic in this movie though is like next level. Is it though? The panic here was pretty bad. No. Do you remember Contagion at all? No, How long it's been, been a long time, yeah. Dude, it's like... It's 10 years old now. It's like apocalyptic. <laughs> yeah. Because it's... I mean, that's how scary the virus is here. I mean, it's literally you get it and it's like you have days, maybe. Yeah. So, uh, anyway, I liked all the performances. Um, I like a lot of the technical aspects, obviously, being Soderbergh. I don't, if he doesn't do anything too unique here, like he's been, uh, this was like before his experimental phase where now he's like trying to do something uh, new and unique technically with his films, especially like camera work. This is pretty straightforward as far as that goes. Um, but yeah, still liked it a lot and I just had a few nitpicks plus the, uh, jumbling of too many stories going on. So I ended on a four. You know, what? Speaking of Soderbergh, you know, I didn't realize is that he directed the remake of Solaris. Yeah, with George Clooney. Yeah. George, I didn't know that. I mm-hmm. just noticed that. It's been on my list forever, but I've kind of wanted to watch too. the original first because I heard that it's different. It strays from the original. Well, yeah, he's like an astronaut. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. We'll see. Okay. Not um, an astronaut in the original. <laughs> we <that>. uh <laughs> been trying to work this into the show for a while, and I finally have a, a perfect uh, question to bring it in yes the answer is yes no the answer is come or dumb oh the new fantastic beast title have you seen these because uh we talked about potter the last well two episodes ago i guess would be because i wasn't on the last one josh are you a fan of these movies no i have you seen them i've seen the first one didn't watch the crindenwald one or whatever it's called crimes of grindelwald yeah sure so the title was released for the third one, Fantastic Beasts, The Secrets of Dumbledore. Ooh, come. Come. I don't know if I can answer. I haven't seen any of these movies. I've seen I mean, the first the same one. Interesting. Only, yeah. So the first one wasn't horrible. And it is David Yates who did the fifth one. Yep. David Yates is directing this the one. The fourth one. He did all he's three. He's doing all three. Yeah. Okay. That's what I thought. I think he did the four. He might have done the fourth one. Diablo David Yates did in the last two also. No, he no. David Yates did the last three. Yeah, the last three. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. he did Half-Blooded Prince and then Deathly Hallows. And then Hallows, the two. Yes. The two Correct. Yeah. Because Mike, Mike Newell did the fifth one. Mm-hmm. Fourth one was... I mm, can't remember. Christopher Columbus did the first two. Alfonso Cuaron did the... No, David Yates did the fifth one also. So he did the last. So then four. Mike Newell did the fifth one. Fourth one, or fourth one? Yeah, yeah. Because Order of the Phoenix is David Yates. So he's done seven Harry Potters in a row. God damn. Or Harry Potter seven universe. in the universe. He had to take a break to do uh, Legend of Tarzan. Which oh just, shit! <laughs> which is just a smash hit. Yeah. Scars so, look great in it. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, this is quite, this is a big step down. I'm looking at just looking at these ratings here, seven three to six five. So you haven't seen the second one? No, I haven't either. I only saw the. First. I mean, I I I put it's it also on. Also, very really possible that I got. Well, I guess it matches up with the Metascore. I didn't really like. I the put first it one, on. So. Let's say it got bombed because of the Johnny Depp. That was right when the Johnny Depp scandal. Came yeah, out. 
like I said, I put it on and it was on the screen and I was watching it at but times. Not, but not watching it. But it was a movie that I was like on I my phone watching. I didn't it. even throw it on. Well, I haven't seen them, but maybe um, where to find them isn't horrible. It's very whimsical, though. It's fine. No, it wasn't. I didn't enjoy it. That's why I didn't even want to watch the second one. So, well, the second one's worse. So, yeah, maybe skip. I heard the second one's way worse. Well, I didn't love the first. So, that thing would look dope, though. The um, I don't remember. Mm, what are they called? Griffin. Mm. I honestly. The only thing I can it remember the from storm. that movie at all is the suitcase where you climb down into and yeah. Johnny Depp at the end randomly. But he caused the rain, the, the forgetting rain. And that's how I forgot. I don't, forgot. though. Yeah, I forgot, too. Because he, he, could, he caused storms. It affected me, too. And he threw the vial up and forgot. And he rained down and everyone that got touched by it forgot. Mm-hmm. Maybe a future uh, premium. Ooh. <laughs> I'll not a, a da- part of the Harry Potter. Do a David Yates Harry Potter premium. No. What the fuck? That's like That'd all so weird. It'd be a weird thing to also just start at <laughs> uh, four. Order five. the Phoenix and then go till Fantastic the end of Fantastic Beast. <laughs> okay. Anyway, just wanted to ask that in. Work in uh work in our segment that we're trying to get off the ground here. Okay, so that brings us to the end of the show. Next week we are going to be reviewing the guilty is a new Antoine Fuqua film and it will be on Netflix so everybody will have a chance to see it that wants to see it and it stars Jake Gyllenhaal it does. who doesn't like and Jake Gyllenhaal it is exactly. a make of a movie that's three years old <laughs> is it really yeah I did not know that yeah in that um, case we're not watching no <laughs> <laughs> no we will but it's uh yeah I mean at least you're gonna get a great performance yeah right yeah it came out the original came out in 2018 so Interesting. What the fuck is the what's it's it's, it's it called the guilty? It's foreign. Though. Oh, it's foreign. Okay. Oh yeah. Okay. Gustav Mule. It's German or something. Gotcha. So that's like what's that? Uh, Danish. The drink movie. Uh, another. Oh, round. another round. They're it's remaking. Like another round. Yeah. <laughs> so that'll be uh, next week. Tune in. All right. If you want to send us a question or comment, you can email us at sudsandcinemapodcast at gmail uh, you can find us on Instagram at Suds and Cinema Podcast. I am on Letterboxd and Untapped at the KG Project. I'm on both of those as JSAL517. That's JSAL517. And I'm on both platforms at Josh underscore Saldana. All right. Thanks for listening. Cheers, guys. Ask me what the most important part of a joke is. What's the most important timing. Joke? <laughs>